This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231, but I don't know if we're even connected to our network here. And the answer is no. So, well, then I won't worry about filling in the space. Yeah. Well, no, you should still worry about it because the show's being recorded and will be broadcast, uh, rebroadcast over our internet streams 24 hours a day. So, still a bad idea to have uh, dead air. Tonight, it is Ian here. And Sam. And Mark. And uh, you can join us uh, on our website at freetalklive.com. Mark, what will people find at freetalklive.com? Well, they'll, uh, the main feature of the site now is a uh, an ability to sort of post news stories, blog post videos, uh, you know, pretty much any internet content. You can actually write stuff right there. And, um, you know, post it there and then people will people come to the site and they vote up and they vote down the uh, the stories that they like, they dislike. And, um, well, we tend to note those stories and, uh, you know, pull them for our show prep. That's right. Uh, and, and so I'm sure we're going to be doing that here. Hey, bam, the music bed <laughs> jumps in. Hey, that's all right. Technical difficulties happen. Thank you, uh, 1-800-259-9231 for your patience. We are here now live on the radio as well as the internet now. Uh, So let's reintroduce ourselves for those just tuning in on the radio. (laughs) It's Ian. And Sam. And Mark. Sam, by the way, joining us from ObscuredTruth.com. We're going to have a big video announcement, hopefully at some point during the show tonight. Uh, I don't want to say when, so we'll uh, we'll leave that to be decided because it's it's like encoding now, uploading now, that kind of thing. Uh, if but all the, goes as planned. Yeah, yeah, the new episode of the crap campaign is coming down the pipe, and we will clue you in about that. All right, so the toll-free number is 800-259-9231. As always, uh, we will take your phone calls about absolutely anything. So big news uh, today, and it's, you know, so we don't always follow the, uh, follow the top news stories, but... I don't know. This one's kind of worthwhile. Just to just Lindsay to t- Lohan gets arrested. Well, no. Apparently, that's what Drudge Report considers to be the uh, the number one story. Actually, she's violated. Uh, she violated her probation, which is really easy to do. Actually, I mean, they they set up probation to make it so you can, you know, drop uh, <laughs> drop a pin on the floor and violate uh, probation. It's not very difficult at all. The provisions are. It, it does seem really odd. restrictive. Yeah. Well, even if they. Yeah, yeah, the, 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 they are restrictive. Plenty of people manage to do it. They don't smoke pot. They don't go out and drink. They go to work. They, uh, you know, go to the grocery store. They, you know, get some hobby that uh, no one bothers them about, like maybe toy trains or, uh, you know, model airplanes or whatever. And they manage to make it through on probation. It's not like it's impossible or anything. But I think that the people that are most likely to make it out through on probation are the ones that have already gone to prison and they have some idea of what is lurking, bef- uh, you know, for them around the corner. Probation is, it, 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 for a lot of people, is really just like prison on uh, the, the installment plan. And they're, they're going to get it down the pipe because what you're taking is some people that have some, you know, some lifestyle issues that the government disagrees with. You're giving them a more restrictive lifestyle than they had prior to the sentencing and then mm-hmm. expecting them to somehow make it. And it's a it's a losing prospect for for most. I, I, I don't know. I'm not willing to say most, but I suspect most people. Not to mention that. But I mean, it's it's so simple to violate probation in most states here in New Hampshire. If you're in the car and your friend gets pulled over for speeding and the cop asks for everyone's ID, that's a contact. A contact is a violation of probation, and you go back to jail. I have never seen anyone get it from that point. Certainly an arrest. Really? The people that I were... Just for asking for an ID? You're vi- what? No, 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 no. If you have contact with a police officer, and they ask, they ID you and run a check in the system, that is the, some of the people in jail that I was sitting in there with were telling me that's enough for people to get a, a VOP and sent back. 
Really? That that seems, I mean, I understand the system's really bad off, but that seems shocking. Yeah, well, I mean, you would probably have to have the a parole officer who's not very friendly, who doesn't like you very much in order to do that, but they're saying that, yeah, it is possible. Now, um, I have seen people go back to prison for an arrest that they didn't get convicted on. So if they got arrested but they didn't get convicted, mm. they, they they dropped the charge or whatever, they still Just the went fact back. that they got put in handcuffs, even though the charge was nonsense, so was enough to the be arrest open. is the violation of probation, wow, not that's the conviction. Crazy. Um, I haven't heard what Sam's saying, and, and but that's basically, I mean, that's in the same ballpark you, as what Sam's saying. It's been fifteen years, and yeah. and yeah, they're desperate for money. Wow. And you got to admit that the people that go to jail and people that uh, are on their probationary systems, they're money to them. Well, now I'm glad we talked about this because it's been a good conversation. I wasn't really planning on telling you the details about. Uh, Lynn Lindsay Lohan, who's a, who we're talking about here, she's uh, going back to jail for 90 days, and I guess that'll be followed by 90 days of inpatient rehab. Why? Well, apparently she didn't go to enough of the court-ordered alcohol education classes uh, that was being demanded because those her. are really going to help you. I mean, uh, the you know the twelve step program. One of the the first things they rattle off to you is uh, the only requirement for membership is a desire to stop drinking. So if you don't have a desire to stop drinking, you're not qualified for membership. And the court ordering people to go to them is it's a violation of everything that these people stand for. But they take it because you know they're they're desperate to help, and I suppose they probably get some money out of it or something. I don't know. Well, in this case, uh, she's she's basically claiming that uh, she was busy. You know, she's got her career that she's dealing with, and she wasn't able to make it once a week because she would be traveling to do movie shoots and and things like that. Well, I don't uh, know what kind of uh, alcohol uh, counseling she was supposed to get. If it was uh, AA, I mean, it's everywhere and it's all the time. Yeah, I don't know either, uh, Mark. It may have been one of those things where she was required to go to a specific California state. Approved kind doesn't of. sound unlikely. That would, that would be very difficult for an actress. I mean, if you're shooting a movie, you're typically doing that every day. Uh, you know, very long days. You've got a crew of forty, fifty people. You've got hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of equipment out there. Uh, it's it's not cheap for that stuff to sit around because most of the time it's rented as well. So you're paying thousands and thousands of dollars a day. Uh, I, I can see why she might have skipped some of these. You know, I, I, if 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 it was about acting, I would think that there would, uh, you know, that the, her writer would include somebody being coming along and essentially tutoring her, tutoring her. If she really wanted to do it, well, you I think, think the she government's going to send a tutor out to? No, I think that the government will do it if you pay him. I think hmm. she can have a one-person class. Maybe who knows, Mark? I think you. I think you're giving them more credit than they're due. I mean, these are typically not very flexible people. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they want money. The government is flexible for money. I'm yeah, sure they, they want money, especially in California. You think it's new the, for for actors and actresses to have to to, to go through drug treatment counseling no. for, for the government? I mean, it just Look, doesn't seem like are, this would be the first time. No, the the rules are pretty rigid. Anyway, they're sending the girl to jail for 90 days because she didn't go to enough of their classes and i like you know i like what you're saying here if you want to if you want to quit alcohol you have to want to quit alcohol being forced to go to some sort of government class is ludicrous i mean i remember when it's not exactly related to alcohol but uh people that would get busted for driving things would be forced to go to some silly remedial uh driving class which was really nothing more than four hours of a video and then a test at the end yeah I mean, it was but they just, charge you way too much money yeah. for it just it was just busy work and it's ludicrous so anyway i just figured we'd uh, it was good commentary on the uh, 
the whole idea of probation because it's just so easy to get VOP. The, the system is designed around that. A lot you know, of the people in jail I agree are in with for that, VOP. But I, don't, I, I agree with that. You know I do. I mean, having more experience with the uh, judicial system here than anybody else, I just don't want to take people's power away when it comes to this. When you have probation, you have a choice. You get to make a decision about how you are going to live your life at that point. Do you want... Because here's what's around the corner if you decide, oh, I'm going to continue to drink i'm not going to go to my classes i'm not going to do this i'm not going to do that because the government yeah they can't tell me what to do what you're saying is they get what they get right you're saying these are the rules and too bad for them i'm not saying it's too bad for them i'm saying you know what's up and if you don't want to go to jail maybe you don't know what's up maybe the rules are a little too obtuse and obscure as sam was saying when somebody gets busted uh for vop because they talk to a cop i'm not willing to accept that at this point on face value i think it's pretty rare that 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 what that occurs but you you make it seem like uh, let's let's take it from an arrest you make it seem like it's easy to get arrested damn right it is no it's not what are you talking about throw your pot away and drive the speed limit and you won't get arrested man well, wait a minute, Mark. I mean, have you been living in the ghetto? Do you know what it's like to, uh, to, for instance, be driving while black? You think Lindsay Lohan lives in the ghetto, dude? I'm not talking about Lindsay Lohan. We're talking about violating probation here. You're saying, oh, it's it's not hard to get, it's not easy to get arrested. Well, yeah, it is, depending on where you live and who you are and what you look like. Yeah, it is pretty easy. Yeah, I, you know, I understand, man, but you've got to walk a very thin, tight line if you've got probation. You, you, it, I know it's good for you. It's it's good for you, the radio host, when people F up their probation, because you can talk about how about? ridiculous the government is. However, if you've got probation, it's your decision what you do with your life. Right there, then. Okay. <laughs> It sounds like I was you're on saying probation, dude. I didn't drink. I didn't smoke. I yeah. didn't even go out when it was dark. Not, that doesn't protect you from being arrested. There's more coming. Uh, more coming up here at 800-259-9231. It doesn't protect you. you sound like but it's a fantasy good insurance policy. More coming up. Free talk live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com this is free talk live we are inviting you to take control of the airwaves and dial in toll free at 800-259-9231 the SACL cai toll free line joining you tonight it's ian and sam and mark and you can join us on our website freetalklive.com the features are free so enjoy those on us and that's free talk live Dot com. Those features include news updates. You get signed up over at news.freetalklive.com, and we will let you know whenever there's something that you need to know about Free Talk Live. You'll know it first. And you can know via email or Twitter or Facebook, whichever one of those options works best for you, or take all three of them. Go to news.freetalklive.com and get signed up. And take the start pages startpage.com's seven-day challenge. For seven days, use startpage.com instead of your your big brother search engine and experience the difference. You'll get search results aggregated from 12 major search engines, but unlike your old search engine, you'll have complete privacy while you search. 
They even have a uh, proxy service beneath each one of the links that you can use. Normally you have to pay for that on the Internet. It's startpage.com. Their privacy is your main concern. You can start their seven-day challenge today and see you know, just what a, what a great search engine it is. I use it on a regular basis. It's startpage.com. I think you meant to say your privacy is their main concern. What I say? The reverse. Their, their privacy, privacy is was your, your main concern. <laughs> yes, well, it should be, shouldn't it? <laughs> Startpage.com. Really, the proxy service is pretty amazing and free. So head on over there. All right, we started out talking about probation. We're going to continue that discussion here because Mark has slid back into his authoritarian ways here tonight, yep. uh, taking the status position that, well, you can avoid uh, violation of probation just by being a good little boy. You just I didn't don't say that. You I smoke? said that it's in your hands and it's your responsibility. Clearly, weird things happen with the state all the time, Ian. Okay, thank you for acknowledging you, that. But when, when we just you had disempower Adam... people, and well, I just how did think I that... disempower somebody? Yeah, what are you there's talking? nothing you can do to Gumbridge coming after you. They're I gonna didn't... Say your that? probation no matter what. Sam, did I say that? I don't think so. No. I didn't say the reverse either. <laughs> Nimrod. You are saying. You... I am saying when you get probation and the judge says, look, you've got to wear a fuzzy pink uh, uh, pimp hat on your head and a squeaky mm-hmm. orange uh, clown nose everywhere you go. It's hard. It's not easy. But you sign those pieces of paper. You know what the deal is. Well, they're going to put oh, that well, on they... you whether you sign or not. Yeah, it's not really a deal. when It it's... is a deal. You get to choose. You could say, and I had plenty of friends who did it said i'm not going to take the probation give me time in prison your honor they do it and they'll get shorter times and you don't have to do it you don't have to take their stinking probation you can do time that i wouldn't have taken it too if they'd offered it to me i would have stayed in because i wouldn't want to be under those restrictions and i wouldn't even if i did even if i knew or thought i knew what their restrictions were i wouldn't really know because they can do whatever it is they want to what did Adam Miller walk in here and say from uh, LibertyOnTour.com? That uh, he was arrested and, and got a VOP because, you know, his, PO, his parole officer came up and decided, you've got beer in your fridge, I'm taking you to jail. I think but that he said that he was it? threatened over it. it his but, roommate's um, beer. He said he got look, a VOP uh, over it and uh, it was no, his I don't think beer. he said he got a I think he was, said he was threatened with a well, VOP. Well, I was in jail with a guy who was violated after the parole officer just walked into his house and, the, you know, didn't even knock on the door just open the door right up oh they can do that and uh, he happened to be rolling up a blunt. <laughs> so, now, I understand where you're coming Damn from, it. Sam. But like, those are decisions that guy made. He knew what was up. He knew that a the probation office has full reign in your house. It's ridiculous. It, it, I'm not it's saying absurd, it's right. Yeah. But um, and he knew okay. that if he smoked pot, likely you know he's going to have to figure well, something out. What if out? the parole officer wandered into his medicine cabinet and found an expired medication? It would be one of those ridiculous things, like the Adam Miller story that we just and heard. Those are not uncommon. That's what no. I was saying, Mark. Is that you were saying? Oh, it's no problem to avoid violation. I wasn't of probation. saying that. I was that saying what that I you heard. have those decisions in your hands. You made it sound like it was no big deal. You make these decisions, and then you'll be safe, right? But that's not true because all this unexpected crap can happen, like Adam Miller was pointing Anytime out. Anytime you're like, dealing with the state, you're dealing with an organization that can do whatever the heck they want. But yes, 98.27% of the time, if you stick to their silly little rules like don't smoke pot, don't go out and drink, don't be out late, you know, those kind of things. Where did you get that from? Where did you get those numbers from? 98 point, what was I, it? I made it up yeah. just now. All right, let's move on and talk to Frank. <laughs> you got in New any York. other news? Frank, you're on any Free Talk Live. Numbers? Yeah, hi, uh, gentlemen. Uh, what I wanted to say is this. I think the justice system should give all individuals the same opportunities. If Lindsay Lohan is offered parole, uh, the person that, that goes in and sticks up a 7-Eleven for $20 
should also get parole. Well, not, you, you know, know it's, just, no, let me it's never going to happen, Frank. The point is this. I remember when Geraldine's, uh, Geraldine Ferraro's son, who was dealing drugs at Middlebury, was known with the, the affectionate nickname of the pharmacist, was arrested for drug dealing, and he was dealing on a big scale. Uh, rather than go to jail, Geraldine Ferraro, who was the vice presidential candidate, uh, called her friend, who was the first uh, female governor of Vermont, and was able to, instead of doing hard time in jail, uh, her son, Sakara was able to, they bought a condominium, nice. a luxury condominium in Vermont, and he served his time there. Nice. Now, after he came out, he said, oh, he couldn't get a job because he had a criminal conviction. Well, the uh, Gambino crime family in New York rented him uh, a storefront in Manhattan that would normally cost $30,000 a month for $350. He went into the spaghetti manufacturing and the spaghetti pasta sales. Uh, and all within a, a few blocks of his father's star distributor, the porno distributor that John Zaccaro had. Now, this is typical of what the wealthy and the elite sure. connected with the power can do, whereby someone else, even if the person is innocent, uh, the cop fudges the evidence, yeah, well, uh, there's the a prosecutor from, violates from the rights, Florida. that right. person's in jail for a long time. And then they'll, they they'll give everyone the same opportunities. And that's what you need. Justice has to be apportioned. No, 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 no. See, you know, it's this monopoly on justice that is the problem. And then what they do with these Lindsay Lohans and the celebrities that come along here and there is they'll hold them up and parade them around in the media to make the point that, see, nobody's above the law. But And it keeps that perception that right, nobody then is, they get even though the bureaucrats do whatever hard they time. want. Then they get parole instead of doing hard time. And what's interesting about it is they also represent a huge amount of tax revenue. Lindsay Lohan and the people that she employs. Uh, True, she's not out working, then they're not of, making income as much. tax for the right. federal and state government. That's an interesting observation, Frank, and I thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. I mean, Frank is right about what he's saying. Oh, There's yeah. certainly inconsistencies. And one of my but favorite I just stories... don't see that, you know, I mean, th- this is a claim that's been being made for hundreds and hundreds of years. Which claim? Uh, that, you know, the idea that the poor should be uh, treated the, is the same as uh, the rich in the judicial system. And that's the reason they got the statue with the blindfold and the scales and yeah, stuff Yeah, it's a nice like idea. Right, it's it's um and i i'm for it i just don't know how we're going to get from here to there not in this without, one party system yeah without some kind system. of competition it seems yeah. to me that the uh the judicial system currently is getting well at less the first thing that has to happen is the things that poor people like to do should not be criminalized i mean even under the one-size-fits-all system it could be made better by ending the war on drugs ending you know uh, the ban on open container and ending the all this crap uh that people are arrested for that doesn't actually involve any victim it's not to say that uh, rich people don't do drugs they sure as hell do it's just they're not getting pulled over and busted for it like the uh, the guy driving the beater through uh through the ghetto you know, so there, poor people are targeted for these crimes, which aren't even really crimes in the first place. So if that stopped happening, then the justice system, I think, would be a whole lot more just in general. 1-800-259-9231, though the rich murderers would probably still get away with it. It's Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airways, and that's, uh, competition would be very helpful to add in. We'll get there eventually. Take control. Free Talk Live. 
Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number allows you to take control of the airwaves. You can bring up anything. 800-259-9231. Sakel CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com features, including things like our archives, going back for years now, all free, freetalklive.com. Government's a wonderful thing, but you should already know that unless you weren't paying attention in the 12 years of a government school that the government made you attend, the government controlled, and the government forced you and your parents to pay for regularly threatening to steal, or the, steal their home. School Sucks Podcast is a show about the end of government education. Visit SchoolSucksProject.com to learn more. At SchoolSucksProject.com, our number again, 800-259-9231. So, uh, let's talk about the TSA. It's been a little, little while since we've talked about the TSA. This was the story that I meant to bring up at the beginning of the show, and we got a little distracted. The story is from CBSNews.com, and apparently the Transportation Security Administration is blocking certain websites from the federal agency's computers, including halting access by staffers to any Internet pages that contain a controversial opinion. Now, there could be a lot of web pages out there with controversial opinions on them. Indeed. I mean, you think about, uh, you know, Woman's Day's website for their magazine. Uh, you know, somebody somebody says that uh, carob chips are better than chocolate chips in the uh, in their chocolate <laughs> chip cookies. I mean, there's going to be a controversy over that. I, um, I, my wife was telling me something about, uh, you know, some dietary controversy between soy milk and raw milk uh, just today. I, I, you know, what, what do these people all think? That's funny that you would say that because I was going to just write those off like, yeah, okay, uh, somebody might have an opinion that blue is their favorite color, but uh, and, and there could, I suppose, be some level of controversy over that, but uh, in comparison to some of the more important matters in life, uh, I don't think that really does. Uh, this really is all an issue there. of perspective. We, I guess we, you're right we just that, reported on Lindsay Lohan being arrested, and some people um, are going to call that the most important thing that happened in this week. It's true. It's true. And I, it could be controversial what uh, Lindsay Lohan is wearing. I mean, that uh, many things could be considered controversial. So you, you're right about that. So really, the ultimate question will be, well, what will the government people decide is controversial? What will they decide? What will the censors decide is inappropriate for the TSA people to be able to access? Now, of course, I'd rather have TSA agents surfing the web than actually shaking people down and doing whatever it is that they do in the uh, in the airports. And that's a controversial opinion. It is, and so I, I would 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 wonder if Free Talk Live uh, would would make no, the Free cut. Talk Live is already on all kinds of sensor. all the federal censor <laughs> I'm lists. Sorry, uh, yeah, I, I hope you don't think that's otherwise. Well, it makes me wonder. You, you should know, have done a different kind of radio show if you didn't want that to happen. <laughs> no, it's exactly. Uh, I, I'm I'm a okay with that. Yeah, uh, me too. So it just kind of there's really not much more to the story. I mean, they banned uh, extreme violence, gruesome content, gaming, chat messaging, criminal activity, and controversial opinion. And it just kind of, you know, is this a harbinger of things to come? 
Is yeah. This- I mean, this is this is uh, the way that they feel is necessary for them to uh, sort of, I, I don't know, can keep up, form the opinion that the TSA employees have about the agency by blocking out. You know, I'm sure my uh, Detroit TSA video won't be able to be brought up. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, they, they shut out the dissenting opinions and create this us versus them mentality and really sort of feed that paradigm by you guys are the good guys. See, we give you trophies mm-hmm. and you get these awards and we're, Block out we're everything great else. because we have the law on our side and we're always right. And, you know, they just feed them this propaganda constantly, it's shut important. out the other side. And then, uh, you know, we end up in this police state that they can keep advancing and advancing and the agents don't ever really question it. Luckily, they go home at night and they can use their own internet connection. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they have total control over them at this point. But you're right, Sam. Uh, we've t- certainly talked to people from the military who were at over in Iraq, Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. And while they were out there, somebody turned them on to Free Talk Live or, or turned them on to ObscuredTruth.com or something like that. And they were able to access this information and it you know kept them kind of sane during their their stay in the military where they're being ordered to assist or actually involve themselves in the killing of human beings and that can be pretty important i mean getting a message of freedom out to people in the roles who are taking the roles of oppressor uh you know they may not realize that at the time but that's what those people are doing they're they're oppressing freedom and uh, allowing them to come across that information for us is very important. And so for them, the government people, it would be as important for them to block our information. One would think. And the fact is the independent media is growing like wildfire. Mm. I mean, there are new websites popping up, new blogs, new uh, podcasts, new radio shows. It's it's going crazy. And it's starting to outpace and, and attract a larger audience than the mainstream media, which is what the government depends on to sort of just march out their propaganda you know, without question, support the government view, you know, we're all citizens here and, and on and on. And uh, they're starting to lose that grip. And so I think they're going to we're going to see probably a lot more of this as they, uh, you know, just start to falter as the economy starts to slip off into depression, as some of even the mainstream media is, is now uh, reporting on. They're starting to say, oh, we've had a double dip. This looks like 1938. So. As that kind of stuff happens, they are going to seem less and less legitimate, and so it's more and more, and more important. Yeah, it, it seems a little. It, it kind of reeks a little bit of desperation, doesn't it? It is. We're, yeah. we're going to shut off controversial opinion from our web's computers, our, well, our agencies' computers. I think that uh, what you're seeing here is this just being reported. I mean, it's it's yeah, yeah some it's true. places it was, in, a, it was a memo that in, in the military it. Uh, they won't cut off Free Talk Live, but every—I mean, Free Talk Live is certainly controversial opinion, and it is cut off in so many workplaces around the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what it is that uh, you know how it is that they find out that we're controversial or whatever. But somebody reports it that that's what it requires, and that's one of the reasons why what Sam says is is important. The observation that there's a whole lot of independent media that's coming out from the internet. Mm-hmm. They're building, they're building their credibility, their branding. Uh, and, that they, and they're competing. And the old media is dying off. Certainly newspapers and magazines are having the toughest time dealing with this explosion. But it's also good from the perspective that the more new stuff comes out, the longer it's going to take for those censors to actually find it 
and to get rid of it. So it will require someone to essentially report uh, to the whatever the agency is that's handling this. Maybe they're hiring a private company. I don't know. But somebody's going to have to click a link and say, okay, this is no good. We, we need to take this off the list. It's going to have to be done on a one-by-one, website-by-website basis. And the government realizes that. So their solution to that problem is to you know create this internet too where everybody has to register and then you know you have to submit your content or or get approved go beg the government for permission and I tell them have about heard the this internet too thing and, so and and I just don't feel like the internet people are going to let that one happen dude I mean the I don't know. The, the internet companies are run who was it that was telling us this recently one of the web by geeks. the ISPs yeah uh, yeah right you know the ISPs are run by geeks uh, a lot of these people are very even if they're not freedom oriented as a philosophy they're freedom oriented when it comes to the web and so they're going to make a stand I think I don't think people are going to go along with that crap I don't know because you know they roll out this new system they pass a law that says anybody who's on internet too must do x right so they they pass that law how many of the ISPs are engaging in civil disobedience well, that's the question. How many of them will engage in civil disobedience, right? We haven't gotten to that point And it's point not yet. like they're going to turn off the existing Internet. No, it'll just wither away. I think what the government would like to do is turn the Internet into like a your cable TV where you can uh, go online and you pick Google, Yahoo, uh, you know, uh, YouTube, uh, Dig, whatever. You pick from these little selected sites that are have approved content on them, and that's what you can go to and visit. And then you, uh, I'm sure they would like that, but the internet wouldn't like that very much. I mean, well, the no. people love freedom on the internet. People, when they get the chance to experience freedom, they like it generally. And, you know, of course there are going to be the Internet prohibitionists who will take your position and say, well, we need to control things for the children and for the good of society and whatever mm-hmm. their reasons are. Uh, but overwhelmingly, the Internet is full of people who appreciate the freedom, the ability to find anything they want anytime. And I, I just don't see that withering away. Well, I, you know, I agree with you that uh, that is the way that they want to go and that people will fight it. It's not going to happen overnight. It wouldn't be a switch, but that's the gradual push that I think the state is is going we'll towards. We'll see. Let, let me know when that actually starts happening, because right now this Internet 2 thing is basically a test phase between colleges somewhere, right? Yep. I mean, kind of yep. like the original Internet was. Right. Uh, so 1-800-259-9231. We'll see what happens as things develop. More coming up. You can take control. Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Ovaltine, nutritious vitamins and minerals and a delicious chocolate taste for your picky eaters. Be sure to visit us at OvaltineUSA.com. With kids, food battles are more about control than about food. If you want to avoid a battle with your picky eater, give them a say in what they eat. At dinner, let them choose between broccoli or fruit salad. At the supermarket, give them three cereals to pick from. The more control they have, the less there is to argue about. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash YourFamilyToday. Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll free at 800 259 9231. Sickle CAI toll free line. 1 800 259 9231. Tonight it's Ian. And Sam. And Mark. And you can join us on our website. All the uh, features there are free. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their pages. We give ours away. In fact, you'll find out, I bet you, that you'll find more for free at freetalklive.com than the other sites, the other talk show hosts will charge you for. On their sites. Go ahead and check it out. Dare to compare. Freetalklive.com. 
Uh, and by the way, if you want to help support the show, you can shop with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. You just enter through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. So you get what you need at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. I just got one of those fancy um, mouse pad things with the the wrist. What do you call it? Wrist protector? Wrist, support, the wrist, wrist rest. Or- yeah, I got one of those things on Amazon, and that's very nice. And I uh, got a good deal on it, better than uh, better than what I would have paid over at Staples in town. So uh, if you're looking for a good deal and great products, uh, head on over to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. I got the uh, a chainsaw sharpener. It's a uh, an attachment for my Dremel. Um, all all real men have Dremels. And um, I got I have one. Yeah. And Ian, I couldn't even tell you what one is. Got a Dremel? <laughs> <laughs> It's an attachment for my Dremel, and it was 10 bucks. I mean, I felt like I'd hit the Damn. lottery. With the Super Saver shipping, you know, that would have been $5 on top of it. And uh, I, I had to get, since it was $10, you ha- I had to get something else. So I got the advantage. You don't have to, but only if you want to get the free Super Saver shipping. Right, I'm not going to pay $5 for shipping. I, I, I can just order something else that I, I need. It's a brilliant right? policy, isn't it? Because It, it is, <laughs> but I need. You all of a sudden figure out something else you kind of needed. <laughs> yep. And maybe you really wanted... Well, in this case, it was Advantix for the dog, uh, yeah, so the dog doesn't that. get ticks. Um, and, and you know, I you mean, get a good price on that too. It's like what fifty bucks. The for last six time I accidentally ordered uh, Advantage instead of Advantix, which means that it's uh, the dog wasn't protected for ticks, so I needed to have it anyway. So Ooh. you know, bam, there you go. And you didn't need a prescription for that either, right? You just put it. In. I, I don't. I don't know. You didn't have a prescription. When I you did not. It. No, I. They okay. didn't require one from from me. Right. But if I get a knock on the door, I'm, I'm going to thank you. No, well, I've ordered, come with internet too. No, I've. <laughs> I've ordered that stuff off of Amazon and it's worked well. Me All right, too. so eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Your phone calls. We go to them. Eleanor, ladies first in Canada. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Eleanor. Um, Hi. Uh, can you hear me? I just heard a click. Yeah, here you are. Go right ahead. Yes, I'm a retired engineer, and I've been doing some calculations regarding the uh, Gulf of Mexico oil disaster. Hmm. And and I think there's something that is not being uh, talked about, uh, which uh, the bottom line is I think the, the uh, disaster can be handled very easily without anything uh, particularly exotic. But let me tell you where I'm coming from. Um, a panel of government scientists uh, estimate uh, between uh, one and a half and two and a half million gallons per day are emerging from the pipe. That's a lot of oil. That's right. And uh, BP, in one uh, news story, estimated four, but I'll use two. Okay, um, there are eight gallons, or, or yeah, eight gallons in a cubic foot. So one eighth of two million is about two hundred and sixty-eight thousand cubic feet coming out of that pipe per day. Okay. Seems like a lot. That, a lot, that seems yeah. like a lot of oil, but but it's not so much when you divide it by the number of seconds in a day. There are eighty six thousand four hundred seconds per day, and so what you actually have at the wellhead is only about three cubic feet per second coming out of the wellhead. Okay, I'll take your word now, for it. Now it, it's a well that's. Two sixty-eight thousand divided by eighty. Yep, we take your word for it. You're the engineer. <laughs> yep. Okay. Anyway, um, uh, to, to find the speed, you uh, you know the diameter of the pipe has been published at twenty uh, inches, and that's about two square feet, and that calculates to a speed of only one point four feet per second. So, are you? What are you suggesting here? You're suggesting that they're trying to make it sound like it's really gushing out, but you're saying it's not yes, really. Yes. What, what I'm saying is it's not at all like the exhaust on a jet engine. 
It's coming out in large volume, but at a relatively slow speed, which could be handled by any one of a number of structures. So what are you, are you suggesting then further that there's a conspiracy theory afoot uh, to make it so that you're saying that it'd be no problem to handle this, but yet they uh, claim they have not been able to, they claim they've failed over and over again? And... Well, just let, let me give you my solution. Mm, please. You put together a heavy fabric uh, fire hose about 10 feet in diameter, you drop it over the wellhead, you, you never at any point try to stop the flow. You just drop this sleeve over the wellhead and, and weight it to the bottom, to the ocean floor. Uh, the top end would be near the surface, not at the surface, but maybe 20 feet below. Okay. And uh, when you expand this 20-inch flow to a 10-foot diameter, it is, uh, it's going to be just crawling. It will not be a fast speed whatsoever. And it can easily, you can easily bring up uh, skimmer ships to dip their straws into the mouth of this fabric fire hose. I'm no engineer, but it sounds like a fine idea. Yeah, I, I've, I've heard somebody posit something similar to this, and it, it, I, I, it makes one wonder, why haven't they done this yet, Eleanor? Well, the shocking thing is the speed. I don't think the public knows it's only coming out at one and a half feet per second. But the engineers who are working on it must, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, but, they're, but they, they are working for the company, so they can't say anything. And, well, I've seen pictures where the oil is coming up through the rock work. Has that been confirmed? Yes, but you're talking so the, there about smaller leaks. I mean, the main problem is that huge uh, gusher. Now, let me explain something else about uh, flow, uh, fluid flow. Uh, it's been publicized that the pressure is somewhere between 20 and 100,000 PSI, which is a huge pressure. Yep. But what the public needs to understand is that pressure exists only down there in the reservoir. When you have a flow through a pipe, the flow drops to the point where, where it exits, the, the pressure equals the surrounding pressure. And in that case, it's the pressure of the ocean at that depth, which is 2,200 PSI approximately. So in other words, as long as you don't try to interfere with the flow, you will never have to deal with pressures like 20,000 PSI. Right, by trying to cap it or something like that. That, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. But as long as you, as you let it continue to flow, you don't have to deal with those pressures. I, it all makes sense to me. What do you think the just now? This is going to call for speculation, and you've you've done a lot of calculating and number crunching here. So on the speculative side, why do you think that uh, BP hasn't implemented this? What is their interest in continuing this flow? I mean, do they really want to have a big mess on their hands? Because they do. If you're saying, well, it be... I, I can just tell you what it sounds to me. It's purely personal opinion that that it's a, a made up disaster because they could solve it with it with a cloth sleeve. So it's a made-up disaster. It's not by BP. It's by the powers that be. They want a disaster to, uh, well, you know, impose some sort of a, a program on people that they regime. don't want. Interesting speculation. I appreciate it. Good, uh, good detail, and uh, thanks for the science. Uh, appreciate hearing from you tonight, Eleanor. Eight hundred two five nine. 9231. It's your lesson in hydrodynamics here on Free Talk Live. Well, mm-hmm. we'll take her word for it. Like yeah. I say, I'm not an engineer. It sounded 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 plausible, right? Uh, so we continue here. You're welcome to chime in if you'd like at 800-259-9231. And we'll talk to Carl in Montreal. Carl, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how are you doing? Carl, what's on your mind tonight? Yeah, I wanted to bring attention more to my case as well as profit. You know, Carl, I'm just curious. Um, I mean, you've been calling about this for years, and we've talked to you. you you're stuck in us, uh, I guess, a, 
a crazy house up in uh, yeah, up in, yeah recently I was in, in an immigration detention yeah, center in Canada and months. you call and you you constantly plugging the uh, the website I guess you know here's my concern Carl I, I appreciate your situation but as we talked to you in detail recently uh, it doesn't it didn't sound like you really had to be where you are uh, as I understand it you kind of the court sent me here what's that the court sent me to this hospital for an evaluation. Right. And well, my attention is to the, what happened to me in the states regarding this prosecutor Paul McNulty. Right, but you you attempted up. to leave the states. You went up to Canada, and I took my time in, in prison in the states. Yeah, and then you went up to Canada to try to escape from the prosecution in the the United States. No, no, no. No. I served my time, served probation, then came up here and claimed asylum like the war protesters after I did the time. I already served the prison sentence. I didn't take off. I thought you were claiming asylum because you hadn't served all the, the no, time. No, 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 like I did. I did five years on a six-year sentence. Well, then, okay, so you were claiming asylum because you just didn't feel comfortable in the United States at that point. Yes. Right, That's and then I you found out that you can't claim Congress. asylum in uh, in Canada, and they decided to lock you up. Yes, that's what happened. Right, because it was an immigration uh, violation. Now, you had the opportunity to go back to the United States. Yes. But you didn't. So basically, you've chosen essentially to stay in Canada when you're not even a wanted, you know, you're not even wanted for anything, at least to your knowledge, in uh, in the United States. You're just a little bit paranoid about it. Uh, I mean, it's it's an undesirable situation, but I guess here's my question. Should should Free Talk Live, and the question is to the uh, the hosts here, should Free Talk Live essentially be the Free Carl show, where Carl can call in you know, once a week and, and talk about his situation over and over again? Has it been successful on his website? Has he managed to raise money? I don't know. Carl? Are there new developments? Um, other than I might be going back to court again, bouncing me around for over three years without any trial or anything, being bounced around the Canadian Good luck system. out there, Carl. Appreciate hearing from you. We'll talk more about it coming here in a, a moment. Free talk live. In the decades to come, hardy adventurers will colonize the solar system, rediscovering freedom and finding vast new wealth. But the government of Earth will seek to extend its power and claim that wealth as its own any way it can. Escape from Terra, Volume 1, the first trade paperback collection of the popular adventure webcomic series, is coming this July for $12.95 from Big Head Press at BigHeadPress.com. Talk Live, and we're kicking off the second hour of the program. You can take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free, bring up whatever's on your mind, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. You can enjoy all the features there for free, so enjoy those, uh, including our listening options around the clock. You can get live streams in broadband and dial-up flavors. There's our webcam, as well as listen lines that allow you to listen in uh, via any phone that can dial long distance. It's all free. Listen.freetalklive.com. Before we get back into the phone calls here, there's an issue that I think we need to address here, and, and it came up at the very end of the last segment in the most recent hour. So for those of you just tuning in, uh, you missed it. Carl called in. And Carl has been calling the show for long years, time. Yeah. years now. It's been, he's had quite a hiatus recently, but there was a long hiatus, and then uh, up until recently, when he's called probably about once a week for the yeah. last three weeks. And 
he always calls in with the same thing. I he recall previously to- that he would call in with different stuff. Uh, maybe I'm wrong here, but it seemed like he would cover different things. He'd certainly plug his situation when he got the opportunity, but he mm-hmm. would call in with different sort of Maybe you know, my memory's a little fuzzy on that, but... Uh, it's been years. But recently, he's been calling to plug Free Carl or whatever the heck his, his website is, uh, where he is, for our listeners that just tuned in, he was um, apparently went to jail in the United States, was allegedly being sought after by the, the U.S. Marshals or the feds in some way. The prosecutors, and you know, I have no reason to disbelieve his story. For something that he, you know, uh, shouldn't have been being sought after right. or whatever. Right? I have no reason to disbelieve his story. It's just that uh, he he served the time, was let out, then decided he wanted to leave the United States. Can't say I blame him. Uh, went up to Canada because rumor could be that Canada will give you asylum. It's not true anymore. It might have been true back during the Vietnam War, for instance, uh, but not anymore. And so he went up there. They caught him because he went to their government and he asked for asylum. Yeah, he, uh, I think he might have done it at the border crossing. Yeah. At, at the very least, it could have happened that way. And they got him. And they said, essentially, look, you can't have asylum here. We don't do that stuff anymore. We'd like to send you back to the United States. And he wouldn't go He's back. fighting what essentially is freedom <laughs> in the United States. Uh, by freedom, I mean not being in jail. But where he is right now in Canada. Right, uh, being in jail in Canada in order to go back to the United States. He, I don't know that there's any real evidence of what's going on. And if there is, maybe he's got a couple of months that they will give him time served for. What's he? He's been in prison for three years in Canada. So, so he kind of chose to continue on in Canada when he could have just come back to the U.S., you know, gone underground, hid, or, you know, gone to Mexico, done something else. There could have been other options. But the authorities, if they want him, they want him for a couple of months tops in the United States. He's saying he didn't, he never said that he was wanted. He's just paranoid about living in the U.S. He already. Every other country on the planet will let you come except for Canada. I don't know if that's true, but I don't know uh, that it's I don't know that's entirely true nonetheless, either, he, but I've been to 13 countries as a convicted felon. He got into a situation that he could have gotten himself out of. Then he ends up in this uh, in this cell in Canada. They transfer him to an insane asylum, basically, because they think he's nuts because he doesn't want to go back to the United States <laughs> where so he wouldn't be in jail, keeping him there. And uh, so, I mean, it's a tragic story. It's it's a story of miscommunication, misunderstanding, him not really knowing what he was getting into with their system when he decided to jump in feet first, thinking he knew what was going on. And then, of course, the rules were changed beyond his uh, what he believed would be the case. And we've talked about it to an extent on this program in detail over the years. And so really the question becomes, as, uh, as the guy hosting the show, or the guys hosting the show, and those of you out there are certainly welcome to chime in with, uh, with your opinions on this, is where do you draw the line? Right? Because, How many times does he get to call in about the same thing? Well, because normally when somebody calls in to, say, uh, plug their liberty-oriented business or something like that, then, yeah, okay, here, go ahead and have your, have your plug, get your, get your book out there or your you know, silver thing or whatever it is that you're doing, whatever uh, agorist uh, food cooperative thing or, or whatever it is that you've got going on we'll usually give you a free plug and you tell us about what you're doing and you explain it and you know there's something there some more content than just hey i got a business and blah 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 you know just kind of you, you tell your story how you got into it etc etc so there's there's some content there but after you call in that one time We've got a pretty firm and fast rule on this show yeah, that, that says you, you pay for it. Right. We've got advertising packages. I mean, people want to get promoted on this show, pay for that promotion. A one off, no big deal. Right. That's, you know, it's a friendly thing to do. Not a problem. You're not going to get any real results from that anyway. Uh, you get results from advertising by repeating the Repetition. message 
over and over and over again because people aren't always paying attention, especially in the world of radio. Our podcast listeners are much better at listening to things like that. They're much better at activating on a, on a short notice. So, uh, so thank you for, for to our podcast listeners for that. But co- podcast listeners listen in a different way than a radio listener does. A radio listener is getting in their car, they're driving to work for 15 minutes, they're hearing a chunk of the show, and then they're turning off the engine and they're going, you know, they're going in to do what they're what they were going to do. And so it's not the focus necessarily of, of that person. As much as we'd like to, for instance, have the kind of content that is uh, the key in the ignition style content where they get to where they want to go and they keep the key in the ignition for an extra five minutes as they listen to more of what they were hearing on their way to work. I mean, that's that's like the best kind of radio you can do, right? Sure. Where you've got that person's attention beyond what their original intentions were for listening. I've done that. Right, right. Yeah. And it's, it's really compelling programming when mm-hmm. you uh, when you do that. And uh, so, so yeah, we want people who want to reach out to the, our whole audience, and we're willing to charge them a reasonable amount in order to get that message across. So the question becomes, well, Carl's not promoting a product. And he's never going to advertise. I mean, he's certainly in prison, not. He's in, in, prison. In, in, in Canada. And, uh, and Carl's story was interesting. We talked about it. How much more time should we really spend allowing Carl to call in and take control of the airwaves for the same exact purpose every single time where do you draw the line what if it wasn't carl it was mark emery well you know if mark emery was on the line we would be once asked, a week right we uh we would be getting uh, stories about what uh, what mark was doing yeah. and uh, it w- mark emery wouldn't call, would, wouldn't open up his call by saying it's mark emery my website is uh you know freemarkemery.com so mm-hmm. some of it's a sort of an issue of rudeness you know like he's not he's not going by sort of the average way that people would conduct themselves you know they they would give instead of uh, take He's, he's plugging. He's calling for a, for a plug for for his situation. I don't blame him. He wants to get out of there. He wants to to be given asylum. And I think he thinks that the more people that visit his website, the more likely that's that's going to be. Yeah, and but, that, that's the problem for me. He's not bringing new content or new information. He's not telling stories about other people that he's encountered in there who have even worse problems than him. He's not. Uh, bringing that much to the table and if it is repetitive and it, and if you're bored with it then uh you know maybe you don't want to give him as much time no i, I and i don't uh and that's certainly what that's that's way i'm feeling about mm-hmm. it i just wanted to kind of hash it out on the air and, and he needs of, new stuff and is is um yeah. the way it is and you know next time he calls in i don't think you stop people from calling on free talk live but you just you say, look, man, um, hey, let's let, or you as the host, you, you steer it. You say, hey, Carl, um, tell me about some other stuff that's going yeah, on. going on. In the tell prison, me some government kind of horror stories of jail there in Canada. And if you can't come up with that, Carl, then, you know, thanks for the we're going to move on. Yeah. Oof. Not just a website plug. So so I think it's just a general uh, good rule for calling Free Talk Live. Uh, you, you know, Bring some content to the table. Don't just call for the purpose of it's not free plugs live. It's a it's a discussion. It's a, it's a conversation. And I want to feel like we're having a conversation. Anyway, 800-259-9231. In radio, we're already hookers. Um, We'd at least like to get paid for it, right? Speak for yourself. (laughs) What does that mean? In in radio, you talk about what people... I play the ads that people pay me to play. Yeah. Not the ads that I necessarily think are the greatest ads in the world. Sure. For free. You know, I mean, I'm not in this for my heart and soul on what uh, the ads we're going to play because that doesn't pay the mortgage. You know what I mean? Yeah, I heard that. I heard that. Let's go to your phone calls. You can bring up what you want. Let's uh, start things out here this hour with James in Massachusetts. James, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. James, what's on your mind tonight? 
Uh, you hooked me with the internet topic. I wanted to uh, to pretty much offer my two bits on the issue. The okay. idea of this uh, s- supposedly totalitarian internet two, the specter of uh, fear that uh, Sam has been bringing out tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I am saying that yeah, it's likely they'll try, but there's no way they'll successfully pull it off. Now no, I want you to so. back that up when we come back. Hang on, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. There's no. That's a pretty de- definitive statement. There's no way that they could pull that off. Whereas I was just saying, well, I hope that the techies will keep us free. I don't know how it's going to play out. I'd like to hear it. I trust that the marketplace can do it, but he seems pretty sure of himself. So we'll find out what. Uh, what his explanation is. James, uh, more with him in a moment. Your calls as well. Bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free. If anything, 800-259-9231. Sakel CAI toll-free. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those. And those features include our shrine of female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing that they're listeners of Free Talk Live. You can go to shrine.freetalklive.com, see it for yourself. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. So HostGator, by the way, is a worldwide lender for web, or leader, not lender, for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You can create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use coupon code FTL, that's FTL as in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com. Receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. That's HostGator.com. 1-800-259-9231. Let's continue uh, with uh, your phone calls here. James is uh, with us in Massachusetts. And James, you made a pretty firm statement earlier saying that uh, Sam's suggestion that this Internet 2 is going to be coming in and the government was going to be cracking down and, and shutting down freedom on the Internet uh, was just not possible. Can you explain? Well, I should clarify first. Uh, I didn't say it wasn't. I may, I may have sounded that way, but what I mean is they will not have the victory. They can do what they plan to do. Like the moment I uh, heard about this Lieberman bill, the first thing that came to my mind was things like the Spanish Inquisition, the Catholic Church, and the Middle Ages, and how they burned books to suppress the flow of information. And I think that the parallels will continue. And in the end, the Catholic Church collapsed, didn't it? Well, I don't know that it's completely uh, under um, under the ground at this point, but it's it's admittedly getting there. Religion certainly doesn't have the hold over people, uh, organized religion, that it once did, but it still does for the most part. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the, the way that I'm coming from this at is if they one day decide to um, create some kind of mandatory login requirement where you have to go to the government, you have to give them all your information, then you log in, and then they can you know tie all of your actions back to your username uh, that seems like it's going to be pretty hard to escape. I mean, I sure, I can go out. There's people that go out and drive without driver's licenses on the roads today, but uh, most people have a, a license. Yeah, I see where you're coming from, and that's a completely dystopian scenario. But I, what, what's stopping me from, say, running a web server in my home and making it accessible over Wi-Fi? 
in uh, making something illegal just drives it underground. And whatever measures they may take, they won't have the final victory. Right. Now, I no, I agree with you in that in that regard that, you know, people will will find ways to tunnel through this stuff. They will use ways to sort of hide their uh, anonymity uh, proxy servers outside of the, you know, the area of control that the United States has over all these other countries in the world. Um, and, and certainly we can start building our own network. The thing is, the mainstream people out there do not know how to set up a Wi-Fi router or link to their neighbor or do any of these things. So, you know, yes, they won't be able to get it. There will always be that small percentage. But if 80 percent of the people have the Internet effectively shut down for them and are unable to locate this information, I think that's going to have a pretty uh, dramatic and uh, drastic effect on on free speech. James, other thoughts? Uh. It just seems like the Internet was like the printing press of this era. And oh, yeah. once oh, yeah. it hits, it's not going back. No, and it's not. Whatever they try to do to cripple the printing press, there's going to be an alternative means to do it. I tend I, to take your I position. I agree with that, and, and I, but I'd just like to point out that the, the printing press did get its uh, shins kicked here and there um, in, its, in the early, early ages. Those uh, the, the, you know, government agencies, religious agencies, which were essentially the same thing at the time, didn't like the printing press and did give it uh, you know, some trouble early on. There hasn't, I can't think of too many instances where information has actually been put back in the bottle, and I agree with you on that point. It's just that uh, I guess Sam's saying uh, vigilance here is is an important issue. Yeah, you know, and I think we're coming into a critical next uh, few years here as as the economic situation deteriorates further, and you know, governments are going to are are, are already broke. They're they're going completely bankrupt. A lot of the states are completely bankrupt. Um, they're going to have some real issues to face, and that, along with the Internet sort of applying all of that pressure in the way that only the uh, independent media can, I think that's going to have quite an impact. So if there's a way that they can shut that off, even if it's only temporarily, until it spawns something even better that doesn't depend on the uh, existing infrastructure that's been taken over by the government, that would be great. I would love that. I just think, you know, there's a lot of harm that could be caused or a lot of progress that would be lost in the meantime. Thanks for the call tonight, James. I appreciate hearing from you. would love to hear from somebody who's in Australia right now because uh, they've been dealing with this proposed, and I I believe it's been implemented. I'm trying to get that to uh, to ascertain that information right now as to uh, what extent it has been implemented. The uh, the idea of having an Internet filtering scheme, if you will, across one particular political designation is, is being tried uh, in 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 Australia, and according to Wikipedia, let's see here. According to them, the in 2006, the Labor Party committed to requiring all ISPs to implement a mandatory internet blocking system applicable to all households, schools, and other public internet points to prevent users from accessing any content that has been identified as prohibited by the Australian Communications and Media Authority. Is it one of those things that they decided to prohibit? Were um, pornography with women with small breasts? Yeah, there was something down. Yeah, yeah that 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 went on down. There. I don't know if it was true, but just at least a proposal. That, this, that's much easier, though. That's a block list on your router. So, well, it's the ISPs that would be implementing. That. Yeah, yeah. And so, while I might want to believe that the ISPs are going to stand up for freedom, maybe they won't. You know, maybe mm-hmm. maybe that maybe they won't. But on the other hand, there's a story later on here in the Wikipedia story about how they were hacked. Apparently, on March 26th of 2009, the Australian government classification website. 
uh, was attacked by an anonymous organization automatically redirecting them to a page on the same site with a message mocking censorship efforts with the text. <laughs> Here's what they put up on the, uh, the government's own website. Uh, this site contains information about the boards that have the right to control your freedoms. What is he? The classification board has the right to not just classify content, the name is an elaborate trick, but also the right to decide what is and isn't appropriate and ban content from the public. We are part of an elaborate deception from China to control and sheepify the nation to protect, uh, to protect the children. All opposers must hate children and therefore must be killed with a large melons during the prosecution parties in September. Come join our alien space party. So, you know, it's, it's you think they were taken seriously. It's things like that <laughs> that give you hope. The fact that the government's own classification website, the the site for the bureaucrats that decide whether or not you can see things uh, was hacked by the underground. Yeah, you know, it's certainly too, true. The more drastic steps the government takes to limit free speech, the more uh, drastic the hackers will go in and attempt to uh restore it. There's more. In September 2009, the group Anonymous reawakened in Operation Didgeridoo. Didgeridoo? No, it's a D-I-E at the end. Didgeridoo. In order to protest the the policy of internet censorship and on 9th of September initiated a distributed denial of service attack against the Prime Minister's website. As a result of the attack, the site was taken offline for approximately one hour. On February of this year, the 10th, uh, Australian Parliament website was attacked by anonymous it included distributed denial of service black faxes prank calls and spam emails black faxes <laughs> black faxes that's always oh, a good one yeah that's some funny stuff <laughs> you send a black page through the fax machine over <laughs> and over again toner. <laughs> yeah you loop it over and over again so if they're not there when it happens they're screwed more coming up Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks join amp for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website. Of course, freetalklive.com is the place to go. Over 2,000 pages on our wiki. You can go there and edit virtually anything you see. It's like the listener-editable version of our website. wiki.freetalklive.com. W-I-K-I. .freetalklive.com And Free Talk Live has teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some of the best prices on gold and silver that you're going to be able to find on the internet anywhere. People are uh, buying gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, barter currency, and uh, it you can pick it up at uh, some really great prices at gold.freetalklive.com. I've tried to pick some coins there that you can uh, mix, that you can match uh, to other places that are selling gold and silver so that you can see their rates and uh, compare for yourself. It's gold.freetalklive.com. All right. The toll-free number again, 800-259-9231. More internet censorship uh, here. A little bit more information on this uh, discussion. We've been talking about kind of the speculation as to, well, we know that the government people want to control the Internet. And here in the United States, it may be a little bit more difficult for them to do that than in Australia. And I think it's, I think it's pretty safe to say that there are people within the, the government that would, would just salivate over the idea of being able to restrict people's access to the Internet. On the other hand, you've got the people that love the freedom that the Internet provides. That uh, you know, the, the Internet's such an unusual beast because if you look back at the history of mankind, it's kind of like been a history of oppression for the most part. There have been a few pockets of freedom here and there uh, throughout uh, history, but they've all ended up going away over time and, and being ruled over by some strong man and his, his military might or whatever. 
So there's always been this kind of history of of oppression of the little people by the elites and so on and so forth across time. So there's never really been true freedom, I mean, significantly to any extent for a significant period of time uh, to where people could really appreciate what they what they have. But with the Internet, it started free. The Internet kind of came into this totalitarian world that uh, that we have with governments controlling and micromanaging virtually everything about our lives. And then all of a sudden in the late 19, you know, mid to late 1990s. Bang! You know, there's this this internet that just pops into uh, to to existence, and it, the growth is so spectacular uh, that the government people couldn't have done something had they even figured out what they wanted to do. They're they're still here. We are now at the end of uh, of a, the the first decade in this this century. Uh, here we are now, and the government people are still trying to figure out how to put the wraps on this internet. Yeah, at the very least, tax it, right? Tax it, yeah, they still haven't figured that out. Right, right. So they move slow, thank goodness. The internet and technology moves lightning fast, and so it grew beyond the uh, probably the wildest expectations of the people in the early days. I remember watching uh, early, like early 1990s reports on television, like the mainstream media, about this internet network of what, however they were describing it at the time. It was very clueless sound and like well this is just a bunch of computer geeks <laughs> and now they're the same television stations are grasping for ratings and trying to keep advertisers you think this internet thing's gonna stick yeah i mean what about the hula hoop that kind of stuff you know? yeah so uh so internet just exploded and this freedom just exploded into people's lives and they love it you know people love the idea that they can go and get whatever they want on the internet however they want it any old time they want it for the most part I think that most people that use the internet appreciate the freedom that is there. And that's because they were they they were actually allowed to experience it. Yeah. You mean I can actually read I can get my own copy of the Bible. I don't have to listen to the guy in church tell me everything that's in there. Yeah, that was uh, some of the first explosion of freedom that you're referring to, the uh, yeah. uh, the Geneva Bible that uh, was predated the uh, King James Version by several decades. As a matter of fact, the King James Version is this statist version that has been adopted by so many of the, uh, in my opinion, corrupt Antichrist churches out there. Um, mm. If you'll take a look at the Geneva Bible, it, the, the translation is much different and much more empowered for the individual. Interesting. So that's just kind of where I'm coming from here is that the clamping down on the freedom of the internet is coming from a completely different perspective as the clamping down on freedom in the rest of our lives has because that's been a gradual process that has taken time over generations to indoctrinate people you get them into the government schools you teach them that government is good and you teach them to obey and you teach them to be good little citizens and to plug into the system and follow the 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 predetermined path if you will there have been a lot of work and a lot of time and a lot of effort that the government people have put into that control system the Internet is just – it's a completely different animal because if they're going to try to crack down on the Internet, they're going to take something that is free and begin putting restrictions on it. It's a very That's a harder process, putting genies process. back in bottles. It's, exactly, especially when you've got people like this anonymous group that uh, in February of this year attacked – Another Australian website, uh, Australian government website, they did black faxes, they did prank calls, spam emails, and denial of service on their servers. The attacks commenced at a midnight local time on February 10th, and the website was down for two days at the very least from that attack. The attack named Operation Titstorm is reportedly in defiance <laughs> of the government's banning of small-breasted women and female ejaculation and pornography. The group called for physical media to be distributed to members of the Australian Labor Party, as well as assaulting email addresses, phone numbers, and fax numbers with spam and pornographic images that were in the categories to which were going to be filtered by the government's policy. 
mean, this could really make some government bureaucrats' lives living hell. I mean, if they're, if they're trying to use their fax machine and there's black pages coming out of it all day until the toner goes, uh, they're trying to check their email because, you know, I'm sure they're using their government email addresses for personal correspondence and, and for... Find you out know, where, who to, what to get to the grocery store on yeah, the way home. Cutting deals with people or whatever it is that they do, whatever kind of corrupt things that they do. It'll be difficult to find the payoff email amidst all the, uh, the penis pump stuff or whatever it is that you know, they're probably taking their email addresses and signing them up for spam and and that kind of stuff so there are ways to deal with this system because the government people aren't going to want their internet to go away either i mean even the ones that want to control the internet aren't going to want to stop email you know they're not going to want to stop the things that they benefit from the internet services that they enjoy well i think the way that the government would approach it is they will come out and say look uh we need a way to sort of throttle everything back in in the event of an emergency, now you know this is just for emergencies, of course. That's how they do it. We need to make sure that the government communications can get through because the government communications are are far more important. They an are emergency. more important than your communications. Well, and they tried to do the same thing with the phone network. I mean, I, I sat next to the guy on the plane that was part of that bureaucracy and wanted to know, you know, can we use your uh, your tools that I was a, a, a systems engineer for? In order to uh, help them achieve that, to where they could shut off everybody else's phone calls so that the government offices were given <laughs> priority over all of the little peons. Mm-hmm. So, Did it end up happening? No, no. It, it wasn't really possible to do it in the SS7 protocol that the phone network uses. And, and as we found out recently, of the, about after all this scare about this internet kill switch, surely, mm-hmm. surely you've heard the stories. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, it turns out really all they've done is they've asked the internet service providers to you know to essentially go along with the plan if something mm-hmm. like that were to happen and of course as we pointed out if that actually were to occur it would be incredibly devastating uh, it would be far more terroristic and devastating to the economy than any kind of Terror cyber attack, attack yeah. would be so the <laughs> hopefully that they won't go along with it and that really is all it depends on it depends on the compliance level of the people that are operating uh, these internet companies and I, I would l- really love to hear from somebody who's in Australia, 800-259-9231. But I fully support, by the way, this counterattack stuff. I am not a violent person, and I don't support violence, and I don't support hurting people. But I have no problem with what this anonymous group did to this, this government website. monkey wrenching rather yeah, than... Yeah, that's, that's, that's monkey wrenching. It's screwing up their system. It's making it difficult for them to do their tyranny without actually hurting anybody. I don't see well, any problem with that. Um, so, so let me take a counterpoint on this. I'm not saying I necessarily believe it. I, I kind of feel the way you do, actually. Yeah. But, but let's think about this for a minute and, and step back. Um, you're clearly getting. Uh, is it okay to pour sugar into a uh, cop's gasoline tank? Is it okay to blow up a building, a government building that you know to blow up a building is well, unoccupied? I would say, yeah, that's no big deal. What? I would say that, uh, yeah, I mean, if, if you're uh, monkey-wrenching the system, what's the big deal? Destroying a property of, of that magnitude? Well, I mean, as long as it's safe. I mean, if there's nobody there. I mean, it's a pretty ludicrous suggestion. There could be janitors and things like that in there. So I wouldn't recommend doing anything like that. But, you know, filling the locks on City Hall with epoxy or something like that, uh, making it difficult for, the, for them to, you know, throwing tacks uh, underneath the police cars uh, in their parking lot no, and that kind of thing. Uh, no, and tacks aren't going to puncture. Whatever. Tires. I mean, uh, cal- caltrops. Roofing nails. Yeah, roofing nails. No, no. 
Sorry. Well, you can figure not something acceptable. out. You can figure something out. Oh, you're saying nothing would be acceptable in those That is not acceptable. What do you think? 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. How far should monkey wrenching go? It's Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free, bring up anything, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Sam. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where the features are free. So enjoy those. And freetalklive.com. Also enjoy uh, Sam's website, obscuredtruth.com. Uh, coming up here later tonight, we're going to give you a special announcement, a, an exclusive, I think, uh, announcement that Sam's got a brand new video that's going to be coming out. We'll tell you more about that coming up here in a little bit. Take your calls about what you want. And don't forget, if you want to support Free Talk Live, go to promote.freetalklive.com. You can get a whole list of things you can do to help get Free Talk Live on more radio stations and more ears around the Internet. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. As we go to Ty, listening in Tennessee on the amp lines. Hello, Ty. Hey, you know, there's a couple of things I wanted to bring up. I was going to talk about something different, but uh, this discussion about the Internet is very interesting. And the first point I want to bring up is that uh, the Internet is basically an unintended consequence of government action that actually turned out well because it came from the Defense Advanced Rejects, uh, Defense Advanced Darpa, yep. Research Project Agency, you know, as a as a way to ensure that communications got around so it's a very versatile protocol it's not very efficient but it but it's very versatile now i've heard and, this before uh, now when when people say that it came from darpa i mean what does that really mean because i understood that uh, there were a number of colleges that were involved in the internet in the in the early days that's and, when it became arpa it changed from darpa to arpa they dropped the defense when it became arpa then it became more institutionalized with hospital research and universities and things like that. But it was born in a defense agency. Mm-hmm. Now, that that's the uh, side point. But the right. I think I that, to... well, but before you go on with that, I think that when people make that claim that, uh, well, the Internet was here because of the government, I think that uh, it's, it's, it's a little misdirecting because the suggestion is that, well, if it weren't for DARPA, we wouldn't have the Internet. And I think that's pretty ludicrous. I mean, I know, I know no, you're not, not suggesting not ludicrous. that. We would not. We, would have, we may have something similar. But it wouldn't. It would not be the TCP/IP protocol. Yeah, I believe what, what they the, what they created was the stack. Was the the yeah, protocol TCP/IP stack? Yeah, the protocol stack, which allows the computers to sort of send packets out, not know how they're going to get to their endpoint, but they just send it to the router, and the router takes its best guess as to where to send it to next. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. So they've invented this structure where you could take any little part of the network out of the equation, and your packets sure that's can still fine. Arrive. But the su- to suggest that that couldn't have come about without DARPA, and I know neither of well, you are suggesting it, it that. may have been ten years down the road, or who knows? How when. do you know that? We don't know. It could have been a year down the road. Uh, but but to suggest that wouldn't have come out without the government's assistance is like saying that man would have never gotten to the moon if it weren't for government either. No, so, but, I'm just saying but that it, it is them that did it. That it actually was an unintended consequence that worked out well. 
Okay, fair enough. Um, but anyway, uh, I also wanted to say that the denial of service attacks, I think that uh, something you may be missing is the fact that a lot of those attacks are distributed denial of service attacks, which means they're using other people's computers to attack the government computers right. without their permission. These are compromised computers. Okay, so you're saying the anonymous hack group is not using their own group's computers? That's right. They're not using their own computers and network to attack it. They're using computers they have compromised hmm. to attack it. Well, that's certainly not appropriate. I mean, you're talking about essentially breaking into somebody else's computer or using malware or something like that to take yeah, a... Take- yeah, you know, these people... Some people use those, they go to Facebook, they have no idea of uh, the idea of defensive computing or, or safe computing, and uh, they do all these different Facebook games or different applications, and, and they get the malware on there that, you know, seems innocent until it can be triggered and it can be used. And so I'm all for this idea of, you know, maybe gumming up the works, but if you're going to do it, use your own, use your own property. Yeah, I tend to agree with that. Thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate it, Ty. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Let's get back into the monkey wrenching uh, here because uh, I want to make it clear, Mark, I'm not advocating people blow buildings up. I'm just saying I wouldn't be opposed to it. So does that make sense? Like, no, if, if somebody wants to go, you you said, well, how far? We're talking about how far should monkey wrenching go? And I'm opposed to violence personally. I think that uh, violence is not okay, going so to. Okay, so violence is an action against a person, and uh, vandalism is is an action action against their property, right? Well, it's not really anyone's property because it's the government's property. So it's not actually owned by anyone in that it was taken. But it's uh, sort the money of owned by it everybody. I not mean, really. That's, that's the claim. No. That's how many people right. feel. They, they, ownership they is, me with trespassing. Ownership is, is perceptual, and people perceive that they yeah. own, or own government stuff sure, sort of communally. Sure. Well, I'm not saying it would be an easy PR thing. I'm just saying I wouldn't oppose that happening. It's a bad idea, and I oppose bad ideas. Do, yeah, do you I think mean, it's a good idea? What, to blow things up? Yes. No, I don't generally think that's a so good idea. So you think idea. it's a bad idea? But I wouldn't have a problem with, uh, you know, filling locks with epoxy to prevent people from coming into City Hall in the morning or, or you know, putting nails down in I, you the, know, I, I think the that those, those instances are something just shy of, of revolution, okay? And what you you should use them for instances like when, when you know, terrible things are happening. Um, if you're going to put sugar in a cop's gas tank it should only be because they're taking an important person to jail or something i mean like you yeah. you should be stopping terrible action with with terrible those are terrible things and you true because they could doing. use the cop car to do something decent i suppose there's the possibility they could actually it, it use happens. the cop car for a good purpose yeah i it's it's a bad idea i mean you know they're, you're going to be labeled anti-government protesters have vandalized city property yeah that's my my sort of reservation with the whole idea that you're presenting here is how's the government going to use this what kind of mileage are they going to get out of it if somebody is to uh go to city hall and burn it to the ground overnight nobody's hurt but all the computers all the equipment's destroyed yeah but aren't we talking about a difference in degrees i mean you went to city hall last week with a bullhorn and you disrupted their activities shouldn't you have just been been quiet and kept to yourself i mean how's that look I think it's an issue of degrees. I think he's absolutely yeah. right here. That I, it's for me a denial of service attack, and I, I don't know what that is precisely. It but, basically but kind means, of flooding, yeah, flooding. somebody's websites yeah. um, with with stuff. 
isn't and isn't vandalism. It's a, or if it is, it's a small level of it. Or blow bullhorning. Um, in your case, blowhorning outside of a, a city hall meeting is yeah, yeah. I understand you're 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 putting stumbling blocks in front of their efficiency, which is what that is. And certainly, blowing up a building is the same thing. But it, it, I think it is an issue of degrees. And there, there's a distinction too. I want to bring out. Okay, please. On the internet, I can bring up my own website that's. Uh, uh, Keen, cityofkeensucks.com if I wanted to go register that and, mm-hmm. and I can say whatever I want on there pretty much uh, but when it comes to like the, the city council meeting I can't go in there and speak they, they, they have to they only have special city sure. council meetings where you can address the whole city council so they've eliminated that and that's why I feel it's it's a little more justified uh, you know bullhorning the uh, the meeting to disrupt it oh I think you're entirely justified to disrupt them in whatever way that uh, you see fit mm-hmm. because I don't see any problem with disrupting the uh, the commission of violence yeah. I mean because because they may not be committing violence directly on people on a regular basis, but the threat is always there. They are working for an organization, as nice as they might be, and a lot of the government people uh, are very nice folks, personally. But as nice as they might be personally, they're still hurting people. They're still threatening people. And so I would have no problem with someone going in there with a big magnet to their computers or something like that (laughs) and just essentially wiping their crap out. None whatsoever. I mean, who would really shed a tear over having the uh, the entire property tax system in any any given town completely just just destroyed? Well, that would just cause them so much uh, heartache and trouble and and difficulty, and it really wouldn't take that much effort from somebody who wanted to monkey wrench to uh, to that extent, just to just completely destroy their systems. I don't see what the problem with that is. You took it to the extreme, Mark, by blow up a building. Well, there's nobody around. Well, okay, if there's nobody around and somehow you could guarantee that, then I wouldn't be opposed to it. I wouldn't advocate it because I agree with you. The public relations is a real problem. But if all of a sudden they show up to their work, uh, their offices one morning getting ready to do their usual fleece the taxpayers uh, for their property taxes or and whatever. They turn on their computer and won't. And wah, their computers wah. won't turn on or whatever. <laughs> uh, you know, the card drives are just clicking over and over again and nothing's happening. Then uh, <laughs> I would I would uh, I would say there's nothing wrong with that. I I agree. I I, I, see, I see where you're coming from, and I don't disagree with that. However, um, what I'm telling you is there's plenty of places in the United States that aren't as uh, you know up to date as Keene, New Hampshire is as far as its property taxes mm-hmm. and stuff. I likely could take care of all the property tax uh, records in By the hand. town that I live uh, live in with uh, you know a little bit of uh, gasoline and and uh, take take out town hall. Oh, and I I'll bet you it's unoccupied at midnight on a. Uh, it's on unoccupied every day for the most part. Most, isn't? Right in, in my town, they're only there for a few hours a week, like on Thursday, four yeah, right, hours a day right, or something. Right. Like. It's something like that. It's it's right. it's ridiculous trying to find these people in the office. So and then good luck know, for them to build their uh, town hall. So, and I, I wouldn't, though, to me, that seems <laughs> wrong to do, do something It seems like wrong, that. doesn't it? But they're hurting people. So who cares? 800-259-9231. No, no, no. I wonder what you think. 800-259-9231. You think Ian's a madman, for instance. Well, I'm not saying I would go and do these things, uh, but well, you don't, uh, I wouldn't you don't, shed a tear. If you wouldn't do it, you don't advocate it. I'm not advocating it necessarily. I'm just saying I think uh, I, don't, I don't think I would oppose it. It's Free Talk Live. You can take control. 
You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. 1-800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, Ian here. And Sam. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The feature, the main feature of the site allows you to actually influence the stuff we'll talk about on the air by submitting show prep suggestions, things that you find interesting that you found online. You can put it up on our website, and then our other listeners vote up or vote down on how they feel about it. The most voted up will make it to the front page and the top of our website, meaning we're more likely to see it and talk about it on the air. So head over to freetalklive.com. In fact, Mark, coming up, you want to talk about post office uh, rates and stuff. Did you find that on our website? Yeah, I've got it. All right. So we'll get to that here in a little bit. Of course, we've got to take your calls uh, first about what you want at 800-259-9231. Last hour, I threw a question out. I'd still like for people to, to chime in on this as far as how far is too far when it comes to monkey wrenching in the system. May not seem like a big idea to cause a denial of service uh, to a government website or to run a denial of service attack on a government website or hack their front page or something like that. Relatively low damage there. Uh, whereas, you know, kind of the other end of the spectrum would be blowing up a building, a government building, or setting it on fire if, as it was entirely empty. Obviously, I would oppose it, oppose it completely if there was any chance that somebody would be harmed. Uh, but if uh, now, what about uh, when somebody calls the police department and it's at night, so the dispatcher is the only person there, it's maybe it's one of the smaller New Hampshire towns, and they have to answer every call because they don't know if it's an emergency or what, but it's all these protesters wanting to find out about their buddy that's in jail. Yeah, I have no problem with that. What if uh, they're unable to dispatch somebody to an emergency because they're held up on the that's phone? That's a good point. That's a good point. I've never thought of that before. Well, they shouldn't go after uh, peaceful people. That's I mean, really, true. That's I, I mean, true. I, that you're right. I've never th- nobody ever brought that up before. Sam, that's a great point. What well, if you? What if to all me, these- um, you, the the government bureaucrat is there to serve the people, and that means they're there to serve me for my silly complaint, and uh, versus somebody who is you know having a heart attack. The fact that I called and said, "Hey, release my friends from jail," and uh, you know that this dispatcher was this government agency wasn't able to plan for people, you know, making two telephone calls at one time. <laughs> well, now when you do call a police department, if you're not calling nine one one, and you wouldn't call nine one one because you don't have an emergency right. when you're calling about a friend that's in jail. And what you're referencing, Sam, is when an activist up here in New Hampshire gets picked up, put in jail. A bunch of people call in to let those jailers and the the police know how they feel about this and they ask them to release them and check in on their well-being and things like that and they get a lot of phone calls uh and it's a really neat tactic and i mm-hmm. think it, it makes a difference because it makes an impression on these people what that impression is i don't know but it makes it makes one it makes a different impression for for different people yeah and uh but but when you call into the police department if you call the regular line you come into the voicemail prompt or whatever not voicemail but they you know press one for this press two for that that kind of thing you usually have to wait through that and then if you have a non-emergency press zero to get to the uh, the dispatcher. So I would presume that they would have some sort of a system set up that would give priority to the 911 callers. If they don't, 
well, there's not much you can do about that, right? Stop, ag- yeah. stop aggressing against peaceful people, and you won't have people calling to complain. Simple. Yeah, I agree. Just playing devil's advocate. So uh, 800-259-9231, that's the number. I want to have you uh, chime into this discussion because I, I think that you're right, Mark. I think the idea of setting a building on fire is a poor idea. It's, it's going to be uh, it's it's gonna make it look bad. It's using force or fraud um, in order to achieve uh, political goals, and I'm just not for that. I wouldn't call it political. I would call it apolitical. But uh, nonetheless, I think that it's it's poor public relations. It's going to be very difficult to defend that. Plus, then you get the fire department coming out, having to you know put out a fire. The fire could spread. Probably you know the worst idea possible. Mm-hmm. Not to say that I would shed a tear if the government uh, town right. It's one thing if you say down. that you're not going to shed a tear. It's another thing if you say uh, you know, like there's there's different. Uh, I I'm not going to shed a tear. Uh, for instance, the uh, the police department here in uh, a local uh, New Hampshire town was uh, was run through by a bulldozer. And these are things that have happened on yeah. uh, multiple occasions across awesome. the United States. And, you know, I, 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 there's a part of me that says, yeah! <laughs> but, you know, this is not a way to solve problems. This is no, a way to create problems. The town's still a there. A lot of problems. Yeah. And the, you you don't know if somebody could somebody could have been hurt there. And then yeah. you're th- that's a big problem. Then you're in the Oklahoma City bombing situation. Yeah, you definitely don't want to be in that situation. You don't want anybody to be uh, hurt or in jeopardy of being hurt or anything like that. What would you do, Mark, as the volunteer firefighter if you were called out to put out a blaze at Town Hall? I'd go out there and I'd fight that blaze. <laughs> I might just kind of keep the forest uh, for well, if I down. knew where the uh, filing cabinet that had the uh, the records for taxes were, I might make sure that that one uh, didn't get put out. <laughs> but <laughs> this area over here, we're not such a hurry to put the fire out there. So, why don't you hear your thoughts? We certainly batted it around enough here. 800-259-9231 to Mike in Florida. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Sam and Mark. Mike? Hey guys, great hey. show tonight. What's on your uh, mind? Thanks tonight? for having me. Go ahead, sir. What's on your mind? I was going to talk about the Internet thing at first, but you got me so sucked in with this debate about monkey retching. Uh, I just have to say something that, God, Ian is 100% right on this. Uh, I completely agree. Uh, if, 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 not, if there's absolutely no reaction from us, the government is just going to keep walking all over us. And I, I'd like to use the analogy of sticking your hand in a beehive. The only reason why you're hesitant to stick your hand in a beehive is because you feel like you might get stung from the bee. But if you stick your hand in that beehive a hundred times and you never get stung, you're just going to stick it in with absolutely no worries. And I'm afraid that without any pushback from the people, uh, these abuses that we keep seeing that you guys talk about every night are just going to keep getting worse and worse and worse uh, without any kind of you know, resistance at all. Yeah, we end up in a uh, bee colony and they're harvesting our honey. Well, you know, you use, I don't like the term resistance. uh, And and I'm not the kind of person that uh, would normally... Well, resistance is the right term. I mean, when you're talking about uh, resistance in a uh, in a circuit, you're talking about drag. And mm-hmm. you do nothing if not put a drag on government, uh, uh, you know, uh, their their work and the things that they do. Don't you? Ian, I was asking. I was asking Ian. I'm sorry. Under what context? Do you walk into their government buildings with one dollar bills? You know, yeah. waste their time and make it difficult on them. I mean, that's what drag. That's what resistance mm. is. It's it's one of the definitions. It's exactly the right term. Yeah. Okay. Maybe you're right. right. Look, look. I, I'd love to. I could spend all night talking about that, but I really wanted to talk about this internet issue. Okay, and sure. um, 
I, I, I think that, I don't know if you guys are aware of this or not, but I, I'm pretty sure that the first step to control the Internet is already on the way. It's coming in 2011. Um, it, it, they're going to control the Internet the way they control everything else, and it's going to be through taxation. Um, I'm not sure if you guys are aware of this or yet or not, but we're going to be getting the 1099-K soon. Are you aware of the 1099-K? haven't heard of it. Sounds like no. a tax form. What, what is that? Okay, the 1099-K uh, is basically going to tax every single transaction on the Internet. Uh, you can Google it. You can look it up. It's coming. They snuck it into a bill. Um, the 1099-K forces merchant, merchant providers like PayPal, because I make my business uh, online, so I'm, I'm, I'm really dreading what this, you know, this coming. Uh, the 1099-K forces merchant providers like PayPal or your credit card processor mm-hmm. to file every transaction that you make on the Internet to the federal government on a new 1099 form. So restaurant owners who swipe credit cards, uh, Internet people who sell stuff on eBay, anyone who does business on the Internet now, going forward in 2011, every single transaction you make is going to be reported to the federal government on the 1099-K. Well, you know, this, this is the first step to control right, the they, Internet. I think that's a great idea. It's what they've said. However, the problem with it is is that they, How they no one can do it, yeah. and they'll be so overloaded with paperwork, and then it, it'll be incomplete. And there's, there's nothing worse than incomplete paperwork, because then you don't even know what you're looking for. How, I don't understand. How is it going to be incomplete? The, the, the merchant provider is simply going to file a, a submission of all your transactions to the federal government. Uh, I'm telling you that they've uh, they've when I looked over this previously, it basically said that any business doing any business with any other business or in an individual had to send them a 1099. I can assure you that organizations don't know this. Uh, According to the IRS's own form, uh, it says that the 1099K is an information return that payment settlement entities will use to report the gross amount of merchant card or third party payments. So it's likely they're going to catalog it all for a year and then submit one form, not, you know, a thousand right, forms. Right, exactly. It's going to be year. one form every year, just like a normal... It's bad 10-90. news. I mean, what you're saying is bad news, and who knows, maybe it'll end up being the death of the AMP program. I thank you for the call. Uh, appreciate hearing from you. More coming up. But, but what can you do, right? <laughs> Try to work outside the system as much as you can. It's Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian. And Sam. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And the features there include stuff like our archives. You missed a moment of the show? Well, you don't have to. You can just go click and download and get years worth of them. Free. You don't have to log in or anything like that. It's all right there. Freetalklive.com. Click into the podcast or click our archives page to go back to 2006. All free for you. Freetalklive.com. Now then, 
What if you found out that the best liberty activists from around the world were moving to the same place in order to achieve liberty in their lifetimes? Would you want to join them? Well, I did. It's happening, and you can be a part of it. Join the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. As we go to the phones and the fun and talk to one man who I believe is part of the Free State Project. Scott is calling from New Hampshire. Scott, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, Scott. Uh, I was just calling to touch base. Uh, I know you have Sam on this evening, and Sam was good enough to uh, help me out with a bit of an adventure we had up in Tamworth regarding my $4 million tax assessment. Tell me about uh, that. I, what is, what is, $4 million. Well, you must be rich. you got a $4 million house. <laughs> I know. Yep. Uh, if I can give you a 45 seconds, uh, the backstory on that is I Great. moved up to Tamworth about a year ago um, and had occasion to have a home built there and put in a driveway to get to that home. And that uh, driveway crossed a puddle of mud, which involved a culvert, uh, which if you're familiar with the state of New Hampshire at all, entails a lot of government paperwork and problems and fights with the town and the state. And in my time... Uh, spent going to these meetings with the town, I said, boy, these guys are corrupt and a big problem for me, and saw them doing the same to other people in town. And Right, because the, you know, the of, culvert thing that you're mentioning, the, that's where they bring in the EPA and, and certify it as wetlands or something, and then you can't do anything to it, so they make you jump through a bunch of hoops geez. and so forth. Yep. Yeah. So it's a wetlands, uh, so you must pay us more money in right. order to pave it mm-hmm. or do whatever to exactly. it. Exactly. Uh, so in going to their meetings, I sort of got for a feel of how they do business in Tamworth and uh, took it upon myself to start a website uh, sort of in the spirit of freeking.com is probably what you guys are most familiar with, uh, livefreeandcomply.org, and have been publishing on that for the past year or so with political cartoons and broadcasting when they beat up on local businesses. They were suggesting people tear down parts of their homes to save on their taxes if they thought it was too high you know, road agents paying themselves out of the town budget, causing hard times for charities and things like that. Nice. Uh, And I guess this had hurt them over the past year or so. Uh, So it came time uh, to assess that driveway and home and barn and a couple outbuildings that are on that property. So basically you did what what a lot of people uh, who have gotten active do. They kind of work within the system to to show the corruption within the system. And you didn't do anything civilly disobedient or anything like that. You just put the news out there. You put your observations out there via your blog at uh, livefreeandcomply.org. And they didn't like that very much. And this is what we were talking about earlier, I think it was yesterday, where we were talking about how even if you're just working within the system, just using free speech against these people, they will take it personally and they will come out and they will lash out against you. What do they do to you, Scott? Yeah, well, they took it very personally. I had one brief conversation with the tax assessor, uh, and he said I'd like to schedule an interview uh, to come up there and take a look at everything going on. And, you know, I sort of have the mentality that, geez, every time I've had to deal with you guys, it's been nothing but problems and nothing but time expense for me. So I said, if I have to, I guess I can't stop you. Otherwise, thanks, but no thanks. Uh, and I guess they didn't push the issue. I guess they could have gone out and gotten a warrant and showed up with the sheriff, and they just uh, came back with an inv- invented out of thin air four million dollar tax assessment on a home that right now doesn't even have electricity or plumbing hooked up to it. So because just, just to let people know, in New Hampshire, there are silly rules that they've written down on pieces of paper. The legislature basically says that if the government people want to come assess your house, you have to let them in. If you don't, then they can assess it at whatever level they want to. Yep, that is my understanding of it, uh, and I guess whatever they want came out to four million dollars in my case. And what did was, you What did you pay to build this home? I mean, what What would you say the actual assessment should be? Uh, you know, I I actually 
honestly don't spend a lot of time thinking about how government people should tank. But suffice it to say, you know, a, a small fraction of of that amount, and an eighth to a quarter would seem reasonable for wow. a home. Granted, a, a nice home, but you know, it doesn't have electricity or plumbing, and there's a barn there, and everything's sort of under construction. Uh, so it, it, you know, it was. Uh, although this is not something that are you is, living in the home. No, I'm not living in the home at the moment. Okay, got it. Yep. So it's not even completed uh, yet. Yep, and they have, uh, you know, they've done this in the past to other people, uh, privacy-minded individuals who, have, you know, have an old home in Tamworth. But I guess in New Hampshire, you can refuse to let them inside of your house. Uh, they refuse to let the tax assessor inside of their house. So they said, okay, well, we'll assume your ruddy old farmhouse has granite countertops and very expensive faucets and things like that. Right. And that's how they muscle their way into other people's homes. And I think part of my assessment is that uh, that mentality come to fruition. But I think a, at least a few million of that is uh, very punitive. So, uh, so you've you got know, the right I, to privacy as long as they've got the right to assess your value at whatever arbitrary amount they want to yeah. and then sc- screw you over. And it's not necessarily a tax fight I'm having with them on this. You know, I'm planning on pl- paying, you know, something that resembles reality uh, in property taxes on the property. When did this happen a, to you, by the way? When did this actually transpire, this million, uh, this multi-million is, dollar valuation? I think this has been over the course of the past month. And at the beginning of that, I said, wow, this is, you know, I could get angry. I could start slashing tires or putting in epoxy of the lock. But, you know. But that just uh, sounds crazy. Was, yeah, but <laughs> clearly what irritates them uh, is, you know, poking fun at them with political cartoons and broadcasting what they do. And, you know, being honest and mocking them for it. Uh, so I had seen Sam's uh, crap campaign videos uh, that he had put up in the past, sort of mm-hmm. poking fun at the Manchester and Nashua police departments, and said, boy, seems like a guy with a good sense of humor who could really bring this to light. Uh, and got in touch with him, and Sam put together a really great cast and crew, and we worked out uh, sort of a plot line for a video we put together, sort of an infomercial for the Tamworth Millionaire Program. Now, you actually uh, hired Sam uh, in ObscuredTruth.com uh, to uh, to put this together for you, which I thought was really neat because Sam and the rest of the guys had done the crap, first two crap campaign videos just because it's fun and they, they did it and they loved doing the activism. Uh, but you actually got paid for this one, Sam. I think that's really cool. And Scott, thanks for stepping up in that way because the more people well, that can get paid to do activism, I think the better. Yeah, yeah it, made I, a, it made a big difference. I just want to jump in here. Uh, sure. Most of the the other two crap campaign videos, we've shot those uh, during social Sundays and spent about an hour shooting them. This one, we actually had money to, to bring in actors and, and pay the actors a little bit. We had props. We had costumes. We traveled out to uh, locations. I got to bring all of my equipment out, all my great toys and things. So it really makes a difference to, to have a budget and be able to put something together nice like this. Uh, so as part of uh, the Tamworth Millionaire Program, uh, there's a great video up on Sam's uh, YouTube channel or up on the front page at livefreeandcomply.org right now, uh, outlining a good six-minute video clip that I think most people will find fairly humorous. Uh, yeah, we watched it, by the way. Uh, the group of us went out after the nightcap here in Keene a few days ago before it was finalized. You had a rough cut, Sam, without any of the music or anything like that. And even without the music, which is great, by the way, even without the music, it was uh, very amusing. There was a, a good amount of laughter throughout the six minutes. Uh, Scott, if you want to hang on to continue the discuss- discussion here a little bit, because there's a form that goes along with the video. I want to talk about what that is. Uh, you've posted over at livefreeandcomply.org. Can you hang on, Scott? I can, no right. problem. More with Scott from uh, Tamworth. Uh, the house valued at $4 million because 
he was saying things on his website that the city council didn't like very much. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Help Free Talk Live via the AMP program for just $3 per month, and you'll get access to exclusive call-in lines, a chat room, and a forum at amp.freetalklive.com. Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it is Ian. And Sam. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Features there, by the way, including our webcam. You can go watch and listen and chat because... It's all mixed in together. You can uh, chat. It's on the same page. The chat room built into the same page as the webcam. Go to cam.freetalklive.com, and it's all free. That's cam.freetalklive.com. Memorydealers.com is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. They also offer great prices and service on used networking equipment, such as Cisco routers and switches. Uh, Their stuff is in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery at memorydealers.com. All right, so uh, we're going to continue here. We've got Scott on the line in New Hampshire. He is someone who made the move to New Hampshire as part of the the Free State Project. And you made the move up to more of the northern portion of uh, of New Hampshire. Is that right, Scott? Yep, that's correct. Uh, Tamworth's about uh, an hour and change north of Concord and lovely part of the state up there. Now, we don't normally hear too much about stuff that's uh, going on up there. Uh, yours is the first real story that I've heard, and it's incredibly uh, persuasive and outrageous uh, in that you have purchased a home, you're, you're building a home, and uh, they didn't like that you didn't want to let them in and violate your privacy and have them snoop around in your house to figure out uh, what to value your house at. So they decided to just go ahead and arbitrarily set it at, I mean, it's always arbitrary, but they decided to arbitrarily set it even higher than the regular arbitrary amount uh, of something like $4 million. And it's an incredibly, insanely large assessment, and you've decided to make some hay out of this by making fun of them. And you pointed out that uh, making fun of them is probably more effective than filling their locks with epoxy. And I probably would agree with you on that uh, on that point. And I think it's very uh, ve- very well made, especially in light of the conversation we were uh, we were having earlier. So you you hired Sam and the crew over at ObscuredTruth.com to come on board and and help you make fun of these bureaucrats. You posted it over on your website LiveFreeAndComply.org, where you've been kind of following the corruption in the town for a long time, which is what upset them, the government people, that is, in the first place. And I wanted to talk a little bit more about what, I, what I'm seeing here at livefreeandcomply.org, because on one part, there's the brilliant six-minute uh, video from Obscured Truth, the crap campaign, uh, the third part of the crap campaign, and it is very well done, very professional. And, and Sam, you mentioned this is the, thing, this is the video you're most proud of mm-hmm. uh, so far, and it really is a, a slick uh, piece of work. Below that, though, there's a form, the Tamworth Millionaire Program Inquiry Form. Scott, what can you tell me about that? Uh, so this was sort of uh, some audience participation uh, that we were uh, looking to involve your listeners and anyone else, uh, you know, looking at the website uh, to do. And as you were saying earlier, it's effective when people know that they're, or government bureaucrats know that they're causing people problems and people object to it. Uh, this was our fun little way of letting people participate and letting them know that. Uh, and all that this form does is, uh, you know, what. uh, some basic information and how much uh, they would like their net worth to be valued at. And people can fill in a number as to if they'd like to be, you know, worth seven million dollars or three million dollars, uh, and a few options there of, you know, acts that they can do that irritates the town government to help achieve their 
their vast new net worth, um, including civil disobedience, unpermitted raffles. It was a big thing in town for a while uh, for charities there or, you know. <laughs> this town is just unbelievable in all of the little nuances. You thought Keene was bad. This town is like is almost on par with all of the little things smaller. that Keene does. Yeah. The town is smaller. I mean, the, the board is three selectmen, yeah. and the town is a few thousand people, Scott. Yeah, yeah, about 2,500 people. I think only half of those are full-time residents. So. Wow. Yeah, I mean, so it's really the old boys. I mean, good old, real, real small, tight, good old boys network. Now, uh, it's my understanding this form is actually to some extent legal in that uh, it calls for the the RSA ninety one A. Now, here in New Hampshire, that's the Freedom of Information Act. Basically, uh, what is it? What how how are you factoring that into all this? And what I was looking to do with that was, uh, you know, use their own rules against them to a, a certain extent, and you know, force them to formally record these and respond to them as need be and cause them some paperwork problems and, and right, headaches because of it. When they get a 91A request, they have 10 days to respond and say, here's the information you requested, or we're going to need more time to get mm-hmm. you the information that you requested. But they're legally required, and if they start ignoring these, well, then you may have a class action lawsuit. Now, they would be legally required only for people that claim to be in New Hampshire, I would presume. I think so, yes. Right. Uh, so now, okay, so people can go to livefreeandcomply.org, they can watch the video, they can download the form, if they're in New Hampshire, they can send it in, if they're not in New Hampshire, they can still send it in anyway, it'll just burden them with more paperwork, more stuff to read and and spend their time on, and to some extent, that's a bit of monkey-wrenching on its own, the the idea of flooding a a small-town government office with a bunch of paperwork. Yeah, um, so yeah, we'd be, uh, grateful to any of your listeners out there to... You know, find out more about the Tamworth Millionaire Program directly from the town government to Tamworth and send that form in. <laughs> the, ta- the, the town of Tamworth can make you a millionaire just overnight by changing the evaluation on yep. your property. It's that easy. Yep. Hey, Scott, anything else you want to share about this project? Because I think it's pretty brilliant, and congratulations. Not to mention that this video, I've seen it, is really, really funny. What's what's the guy at the end there, Jethro, who uh, gets made a millionaire? <laughs> Yep, that's uh, yeah, he did Jenkins. a fantastic job acting, and I'll throw it back to Sam there and tell uh, tell him that he did a, a first-rate job on it and spent a lot of meticulous time on it with some great people involved. So thank you to Sam. Um, the only thing I'd love to throw out there is I don't want to cast Hamworth in too bad a light. It is a bit of an old boys club and a hundred or so people in town who are a problem, but it's actually a town with not terrible laws on the books. We don't have zoning uh, up there and don't have a lot of the bureaucracy and problems, and there is very much a fight in Tamworth, and it's good to still see that. Usually the other side always wins, and you got sort of an older, you know, Look for your die type New Hampshireites up there still fighting the good fight and hey, doing hey, what I can do to help them. Hey, Scott, how did the uh, open carry thing turn out? Has that been resolved? Uh, that wasn't so much an open carry issue. I what guess that was my about? way of objecting to what they were doing. Uh, we had a bit of a firearms problem up in Tamworth, uh, and it, you know, uh, a lot of the town volunteer firefighters carry firearms because mm-hmm. they're interested in self-defense and office ladies and things like that, and fairly gun-friendly place up there. Um, and this had occasion to come up separate from me, and that they had an employee policy prohibiting uh their employees from carrying firearms on the job. Are they calling volunteer uh, firefighters employees? Well, that was part of the fight, too. But <laughs> I guess my main objection to it, not being a Tamworth employee, was I said, geez, you know, if 
these people think they have purview over town employees. If they ever thought they had more purview over just regular people, I have no doubt in my mind they would go the way of Massachusetts firearms mm-hmm. laws. And I desire, but just you know, sh- you know, just goes to show you that these, even in the small towns in New Hampshire, where there relative, there's relative freedom compared to other towns across the country, you've still got the good old boy network, you've still got the corruption, and uh, it's everywhere. You can't yep. get away from it. And uh, but I agree. With, I, I agree with him that uh, there are some towns that are it's, it's easier to make the fight than others. And uh, you know, from all you know, all accounts here, there are people still willing to to stand up. And well, Scott, with. but what are you going to do? I mean, th- this is great. The the video is great. The form idea is great. But you personally, I mean, how are you going to deal with this four million dollar assessment? I mean, that's going to break down to a lot of taxes. You're going to seventy thousand dollars, I believe. So for now, I get a thirty-five thousand dollar bill every six months from them, uh, <laughs> and I paid the first one. And there are two ways to go about it. You uh, paid it eventually. Yes, I well temporarily at least, um, and thirty-five thousand another six months from the, there, and on and on in perpetuity is my rent for my property, um, and to be determined what I'm going to go do with it. There are two avenues. One is allow the assessor up there uh, and satiate their desires not to invade my privacy, and it probably will go away after I spend a bit on an attorney and, you know, have problems caused by them being up there. But wait a minute. Is that Uh, 35,000 gone now at this point? I mean, that's... No. No. So they do have a process uh, for abatements, uh, and that's the other route this could take. And I can pay them $35,000 every six months for a year or so. And then towns keep sort of a flush fund, usually a few thousand dollars, uh, to pay off these abatements. They said, oh, we miscalculated a bit. Here's your money back with interest type thing. Uh, so I can pay in $70,000 a year for a while. Scott, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate it. Folks can go to your website, livefreeandcomply.org. You'll see the video there. It's also up over at freekeen.com. Hey, thanks for the call. Keep us in the loop as to what happens. There's more coming up in the remaining moments of Free Talk Live. Talk live. You can take control of the airwaves even in these remaining moments. Here is enough time for your call. 800 259 9231. SACL CAI toll free line. 1 800 259 9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Features are all for free. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, become an amplifier for as little as three bucks a month. You can help Free Talk Live get into more ears around the country, around the world. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. We take that money in, reinvest it into the show, and get Free Talk Live out there to more people. So if that's worthwhile to you, if it's worth three bucks a month, you'll get perks too. You get access to the amp-only call-in lines, amp-only forum, podcast, and more. Go to amp.freetalklive.com and get signed up. Uh, by the way, we're going to get back to some phone calls here, but Sam, uh, just it's an incredible video. I hope we. I wanted to have time to play it on the air and like do a commentary track or something like that. Maybe we could do like an extended edition of the show sure. or something if you want That'd to stick around yeah. and, and do that. Because there are a couple things that are worth pointing out in the video that you know you don't know necessarily Based unless on you're paying true events. Yeah. yeah, if you're paying attention. So maybe we'll do that here in a little bit. Uh, and uh, but by the way. Throw out some thanks to some of the people that were involved in this because it was pretty much all activists that uh, absolutely that helped you out. yeah. Um, Jim Johnson was uh, the redneck. Meg certainly helped out a lot behind the scenes with framing, with uh, editing. Did put some very funny cuts in here. Yeah, she had a great scene in it too. I think uh, Puke did a uh, 
wonderful job as kind of the head selectman really uh, got into the role. Puke, who is uh, who's now part of Free Talk Live, has appeared on uh, for few James of our shows. so much more. Uh, yeah, but there are a lot of Jameses out there. Indeed, very many an unusual name. Uh, plus, our very own Luther uh, was Luther, uh, in of course. His, reprising yeah, his role great. as Byron Kingsley. Uh-huh. And even uh, some of the activists who are not so uh, out there and in the public view, like uh, Chris, uh, just one of the locals uh, who's from New Hampshire. He was That's in right. the video and, and uh, played one of the selectmen. He was a little nervous about it, but I think he did great. Yeah, yeah it really came cool. off well. I mean, all the folks, uh, Pete from... Uh, oh, yeah, Pete from- and Adam uh, were there helping out. Either Pete was one of the cops... Adam was uh, one of my uh, crew members helping me and, out. And actually, one of the other cops uh, in the video is a local, uh, kind of a local thespian, uh, John Ray. He mm. has been, had a lot of experience in theater, very good, yeah. theater work and uh, did a great job. So uh, really well done. Go and see it for yourself over at, uh, what's right now, it's up at freekeen.com. So you can just go straight there. Jamie is on the line in Oklahoma. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jamie. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Hey, it's Jamie from Wheels Off Liberty. What's up, man? Oh, not much, man. I'm just kind of drunk tonight man are you trying to tick everybody off i heard that's your goal in the chat room yeah i said something to you sam (laughs) yes and i can't repeat it on the air (laughs) i'm gonna fight you one day all right bring it on buddy (laughs) he must be drunk (laughs) (laughs) so then i was i mean i've been in a hole forever guys because y'all show has blown up since you've connected yourself to wills off liberty and a lot of people have started calling in you know, just because of you mentioning right, Free Talk Live, right? you're saying it's because yeah. uh, because we started uh, hanging out with you guys uh, online that now we've really taken off. I mean, that's why we've got the you know 25 affiliates this year, that kind of thing. That's that's the reason. And my photos where it looks like I have a sack of Idaho potatoes in my pants. <laughs> 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 Very big down there. But besides that, dude, I, I heard. Y'all talking about, like, the DARPA or something like that, like government computers spying on individuals or something? Mm-hmm. That's how long I've been on hold. But come on, dude. Government can't even – they can't fix a pothole even. What makes you think that they can do anything efficiently enough to spy on people? They're, they're kind of morons, don't you think? They are, but what they do is they'll, they'll just sort of write the requirements – pass those on like they did with the uh, Telecom Act of 1996 or uh, 97, I forget which it is. Uh, but they'll they'll put these new requirements on and tie some kind of, well, if you want to, with the Telecom Act, it was, when, if you want to go into long distance, then you have to do all of these things to, to your networks. And so they'll make some requirement that you have to be able to separate out your traffic by protocol, and then you have to feed it into our black box, and we'll tell you what to do. And then they'll apply their own little rule list as to whoever they want to ban or block. So they're not implementing it. It's the private company that's implementing right. it. Right. And they, they could even uh, outsource the uh, the block listing. There are companies that do that that, that you know are just on contract with uh, one, of the, one of the big government uh, right. Like if the government were building a school, I mean, we know they build schools and things like that and they get the job done. They spend too much money on it. They don't it. build a right. school, though, and a contractor does. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah. If the government actually built the school, then it would fall to pieces. But that's why they have the contractor handle that. And occasionally, things that the contractors build for the government fall to pieces, like bridges and the big dig and things like that. But and, it's pretty and, rare. And when it comes to vendors, you know, it's one thing if you're trying to sell something on a business case, like do this and we'll uh, reduce your subscriber churn for wireless uh, Customers by three percent, which would be a huge savings to like an AT and T or a Verizon. 
But uh, when it comes to a government regulation, they they know that they have to do that. So they're going to pay, you know, the, the, the threshold uh, as far as the buy signal is there. It's much stronger because there's no choice. There's no getting out of it for them. So the, the vendors know that. They develop the solutions to it, and they're much easier to sell. Um, and, it, you know, I just I don't know where to go with that, but it, it makes it much more likely that it's going to happen. Dude, I, I just I just don't know, man. I, I I just don't think the government's even capable of having a coherent thought, man. I, I think I think that Mike Maddox is more capable of having a coherent thought, and he's the biggest idiot I know in my whole life. I mean, George Mandrick can sell baklava across the nation, and that's doing better than anything that the government could ever do because they're absolutely idiots. I mean, if George is an idiot and can sell baklava to California from Pennsylvania. I mean, I have a lot more faith in him than I Jamie, than I I'm do with this. you, man. I, I understand where you're coming from, but on the other other side of that, I think I also understand where, where, where Sam is coming from. I mean, generally, the government is incompetent and stupid, but that doesn't mean that stupid can't be dangerous and that stupid can't be uh, a really uh, you know destructive kind of thing to be. So they are incompetent and stupid, but they hire other people who are more competent than them, pay them way too much money, and then uh, or they threaten other people who are more competent than them it's either they hire people and pay them too much or they threaten people and get them to do what they want but eventually their incompetent stupid ideas can be uh, can be implemented i mean if you look at china they definitely are blocking uh, internet access in china so mm-hmm. that's a government they're incompetent but on the other hand they manage to get things done if they throw enough money at it can you imagine how many downloads world's off liberty would have if china wasn't blocked I know, it's a damn shame, isn't At it? At wheelsoffliberty.com. <laughs> Very good, sir. Thank you for the call. Always, always appreciate it, man. 800-259-9231. One of the many uh, talented talk show hosts uh, over at the Liberty Radio Network at lrn.fm. Now available via satellite across North America, by the way. You haven't really talked uh, too much about that. Uh, the, the, the Liberty Radio Network, I put it up on the satellite about a week ago. And the the deal is, and I'm still actually trying to get the signal at my house. I got one of the dishes. It's uh, 36, uh, wait, 30 inches, uh, 76 centimeters wide. So it's larger than the direct TV kind of 18 inch dish, but much much smaller than the huge 2.4 uh, meter, meter dish, the C band C band dishes that you used to see a lot of in the ni- early 1980s in people's yards and stuff like that. So it's not quite as intrusive. And uh, so I've hooked that up, but I've got some tree branches and stuff that I really need to cut away. But I've, I've posted it online. Uh, we've made it official. And some folks that actually have these receivers already set up have checked it out. And yes, uh, LRN.FM is now available. And the, the signal blankets the entirety of the United States nice. and I think almost all of Mexico and Canada So uh, then as well. anybody who uh, is in a location that maybe doesn't have an Internet connection or doesn't want to stream uh, LRN constantly over their internet connection sure. and can put up one of these dishes and get get the uh, the network. 24 hours a day. In fact, Mark uh, lives out in the woods and you've got to pay for the satellite internet uh, and they, they're limiting your, gig. Your, yeah. ga- your bandwidth. So, so if you like streaming audio, if you like LRN and listening at home, that kind of thing, you're, you, you're paying if you're getting the, the, you know, the gigabyte internet where you're paying per gig. Uh, whereas if you've got satellite 
free-to-air satellite, which is what the network is on now, you can suck down that signal all day long. We're paying the bill for that. I'm paying you know, hundreds of dollars per month to get that signal up there. And if you live in a different country, you can uh, set up some kind of uh, community radio station there so that they can broadcast the message of freedom to, to well, people all over that have uh, radios. So it's a, it's a great resource to be able to sort of set up your own little radio station. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's one of those things that you could, if you were, for instance, going to put up your own micro radio station, you could put it out in the woods somewhere. As long as you have a view of the southern sky, you don't have to have an internet connection to receive and rebroadcast the LRN.FM transmission. So it's it's a really good tool for people that want to do their own broadcasts, and it's also a good tool for people that just want to listen to uh, this show and some of the other shows like Wheels Off Liberty and the rest of the folks over at uh, LRN.FM. We're going to go into extended mode. Those of you on the radio, thank you. Good night. Enjoy uh, the rest of your evenings. We'll see you tomorrow. Uh, for those of you on our Internet streams listening at LRN.FM or over at freetalklive.com, we are going to continue here in a few moments. We'll do some director's commentary uh, with the new crap campaign video. We're going to play the audio track here on the air, and we'll stop down and, and make some observations so you can know what to look for when you watch the video later on. More coming up in moments. This is Free Talk Live, doing, a, I think, a much overdue extended edition. It, it's I feel, been a while. I feel like it's been a while since we've done this. It's been on my list of things to do, so got a, good excuse. Go. got a good excuse for it tonight. I never like to really force it. I don't like to just do it because I feel like it's time. I like to have a reason to go into extended time. I mean, my goodness, we have, what now, uh, three hours a night, seven nights a week, so 21 full hours of, uh, of live programming that we offer to you just with Free Talk Live alone, and if you're listening... How many lawyers does it take to change a light bulb? None. They'd rather keep their clients... I'm not sure why that happened. Something screwed with my automation system. I apologize about that. Here, cover for me for a moment, gents, <laughs> while I uh, try to ascertain what in the hell just happened. Well, I don't know what we're supposed to be uh, covering here. We're going to be talking about your crap campaign, Sam. Yeah, I think we're going to uh, play the video and talk through because... What people, you know, you can watch this video and there's a lot of little comments in here and things that we'll get into uh, that you may not realize right off the bat. These are all, this is pretty much based on a true story. Now, we took some uh, liberal uh, sort of a creative license with it and, and conditioned Sure, you didn't know what happened in the selectmen's meeting right. when they were, uh, you know, in secret session or anything like that. But But all of the little jokes and the things that just seem like crazy or really silly actually happened i mean one of them is is the bulletproof glass they actually in the small town of 2500 people spent money to replace the the glass in the selectmen's meeting or in the uh i guess where where you go to pay with with bulletproof glass so that which is crazy to me. I live in a town that's not much smaller than this one, and I, you know, they're open a couple of days a week, mm-hmm. and I wander in there into the person's office. Um, I, yeah, bulletproof glass is just bizarre to me. Yeah, and when we were there shooting, Meg went off to one of the local country stores and, you know, started talking to the lady. And even there, she said, in this town, like Scott was saying, there is this group, this small group of folks there. That uh, really kind of, uh, I don't know, create a divide between the locals and and themselves. Yeah, I could see it creating a divide when people are using force against other people. Uh, so we're talking about the new crap cam- uh, crap campaign video. We just 
talked about it extensively on the air during the radio show. If you haven't yet had a chance to go and watch it, we're going to play the audio track here for you uh, from the Crap Campaign YouTube channel. You go to youtube.com slash crap campaign to get to that. Make sure you hit the subscribe button because I'm sure this isn't the last we're going to see of Byron Kingsley and uh, the rest of the, the crap crew. So we're going to play this audio here, and we'll just stop down at any point, wave at me, Sam, or whatever, and we'll, uh, we'll cut the audio, and we'll give you some interesting factoids and stuff like that, fun facts uh, about the video that you're going to see. By the way, the video is in full HD quality over at uh, the Cramp Cam- Crap Campaign channel, and you can, of course, see it right now over at freekeen.com. So it starts out with the shots of the idyllic New Hampshire American flag town. And, yep. Yeah, kind of, kind of the, uh, the cliches. in the, yard, in yeah. the lawn going... Now, did you compose all this music? Uh, no, it's um, I buy basically sets of music that's pre-made. Mm-hmm. In some cases, I've uh, I go in and use loops, and I I compose some of it. But I'm taking basically samples, arranging them together, depending on the the mood I want to set for the scene, and then uh, just put them into the video. It's a beautiful sight, isn't it? Hi, I'm Byron Kingsley with an important message from the Citizens Realty Advisory Program. With many people out of work in these troubled times, it can be difficult for everyone to pay their fair share. But I'm here to tell you about one small town that's making a difference. I'm talking about Tamworth, New Hampshire. Here in this beautiful town, politicians are taking bold steps to help those who feel their local governments are unable to help them. You can't see the smile that he his cheesy smile. Oh my god, he's he's so good at this. He makes such a a, a, a great well, spokesperson for the crap campaign. All right, so now we're uh, moving into the uh, Tamworth Selectmen's meeting, the dramatization of the Selectmen's meeting. So this is your vision of what uh, what what transpired in real life, right? And these are based on the actual folks. There are two guys that are pretty statist and uh, you know wanting to really stick it to Scott, and then there's one guy that's kind of a libertarian. Uh, liberty-minded uh, person on there, and we cast Yadra in his role. The uh, one of our bloggers over at freekeen.com. Yeah, and he's a just a tiny, wiry guy. You know, doesn't look very threatening. And uh, these guys are puke and uh, they're and beefy. Yeah. Are, are bigger. Yeah. yeah. So and here we go. Agenda today, Cassandra. Well, federal money's drying up. Uh, property values are still down. Now that's Meg. Uh, she was one of the real critical roles in this very small role on screen, but behind the scenes did I mean, a lot. Yeah. She was uh, she, she was, your editor for the most part. Or? Uh, I I did the editing. She came back and touched up some things and really made uh, some very funny cuts that I had missed. And one of the other things she did in this was the framing and sort of the storyboarding. So while I'm getting all the gear set up, she's actually sort of planning out some of the shots and. Uh, we collaborate pretty well when it comes to these uh, projects. I agree. But our newest town hall revamp projects are ready for approval. Well, let's get this meeting started. We are in trouble if we cannot find a new source of revenue to pay for these legal bills and these new projects. Pause it Looks quick. like. So this is one of the things. This town, uh, Scott had told me a little bit of detail about this. They have more lawsuits. I mean, their their legal bills are probably on par with with the city here. That's you know mm. ten times the size. Apparently, um, I don't know how much I can get into, but uh, the uh, some of the selectmen there are like trust fund babies and 
And uh, so they never had to live a day in their lives as for in a real life like the rest of us. They've yeah, been taken care of. And it's just it's all just a game to them. You know, they, mm. it's it really they almost have this attitude. And uh, some of these quotes are actually real as well. Well, right. Who cares if they get into to lawsuits? It's not their assets that are on the line. Right? Exactly. So they can just, uh, you know, fuck around all they want uh, with other people's money and then take and more money to defend themselves. Uh, are the ones who end up footing the bill for it. Yep. Like Fenman's at it again. So. They're looking at what was it the uh, newspaper article said there saying they look at a newspaper article. It's just a uh, blog post from uh, his blog about them cracking down on charities. I think it might have been the raffle uh, story. They were passing ordinances uh, regulating raffles as to and it got into all these details about if you go and read it on livefreeandcomply.org, mm-hmm. all these details of, of how they're micromanaging the town raffles in the town of 3000 people. So they look at the article by Scott. We talked to earlier. Look at that. This is outrageous. This guy's really getting on my nerves. We have to put a stop to this. This guy would not allow our assessor to get a proper evaluation. All he did was send in pictures. Hmm. Gentlemen, I believe that we have a solution to teach this man a lesson and make all of our budget shortfalls in one step. Willie. Let's make him a millionaire. <laughs> I don't think that's legal. Refusing inspection is grounds enough to set the value at whatever we choose. 1.7 million would be enough to upgrade our offices to bulletproof glass. Now you said that's real. That's real because they they've replaced the glass <laughs> with, with when all of these lawsuits I guess were, were happening they actually spent the money to put in bulletproof glass around the selectmen this area. This shows how these people think. I mean they, they think that when there's uh, there there are people outside of their little circle that are upset at them that their lives are in danger. That right, they because need... they don't mind using violence to get what they want. Right. They what they believe is that other people will too. They will send somebody to your house to drag you out of it if they feel like that's what they they they're able to pull off and if you don't want to come they'll shoot your dog and tase your kid and mm-hmm. do whatever it takes to get you out no wonder they're scared they're nuts they're sociopaths yeah and these uh, numbers that we throw out here in the video the 1.7 million th- those are the actual steps uh, we didn't really have time to display all of that but basically they appraised his house i think at 1.7 then two and then four they did it three different times? I, I think they did it four different times. I'm not sure what wow. the first one was. But, yeah, they just kept raising it, and it's like, <laughs> eh, well, eh, let's make it four. Nah. Well, he paid 1.7. Let's, let's, <laughs> he'll pay it again. It's go. good glass. With 2.7 million. I love that sign. I love that sign where uh, Puke goes, that's good glass. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> a nice deadpan. 1.7 million right, would again. be enough. To upgrade our offices to bulletproof glass. That's good glass. With 2.7 million, we could finish the Porsche to Nowhere out back as well. Now that, I, when I first heard that, I thought, uh, you know, that, yeah, that's just a reference to the bridge to nowhere. Yeah, that, right. The bridge to nowhere, which is the thing in Alaska where, what was it, gonna, they were going to br- build a huge bridge to Juneau or something like that? Yeah, some, some island that uh, didn't that nobody lived bridge, on. Yeah, yeah basically. And uh, I thought it was just a good joke, like a general uh, joke about how no, ludicrous government is. No, actually, this has two meanings. Uh, there is a Porch to Nowhere on the back of the Tamworth. Uh, town hall i don't know if they use it just to store stuff maybe they bring it has no railing on the on the outside what would you store edge? out there i mean i you see you see a fo- shot of this at the very end of the video one of yeah. the last scenes in the video is a shot of uh, byron kingsley i believe speaking in front of 
that particular porch right. to nowhere. It's a second story. I'm guessing so, a forklift that they would use to put uh, barriers or something for their one of their parades. Who, who knows? It doesn't make any sense. There's it's no just telling. a. There's just a. It's the end of the the building. There's a door. And it's a second story. Mm-hmm. And so there's this porch out there, and it's very small. It's only large enough to really to where you could open the door up, at least the way I saw it, I mean, and, and stand there. You could barely even leave the doorway, essentially. I mean, you could step out onto the porch, maybe close the door, and perhaps have a, a Precari- five-by-five be, be area. precariously <laughs> yeah. without a railing. You would be crazy to store something there. It'd fall off. Well, or maybe to put it inside in the attic area. Or to, maybe it's just very to get strange. the uh, air conditioner in and out. I, who knows? It's very strange. But but that's looking. one reference. The other reference is to this uh, sidewalk to nowhere project that I think Scott uh, labeled it. They they apparently I haven't read through the full story, but it's on his blog. They apparently spent massive amounts of taxpayer dollars putting in these sidewalks for a neighborhood that has never been built. <laughs> he made a mockery of us. Make it four million. He's just going to sue us. That's going to cost more in the end. <laughs> Are you trying to put the town attorney out of a job, Bob? Uh, Whose side are you on anyway? I mean, we're going to use this man's tax dollars against him to fight him. It's win-win. Win. I say bring it on! Now that right there is a quote from the selectmen. Really? From the head selectman who said, in reference to to the $4 million valuation, and he's just going to sue us, uh, bring it on. Bring it on. That's right. It doesn't come out of his pocket, so why not? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Bring it on. Sure. See, because he made these decisions, you should be able to sue him directly. But that's the problem with the whole immunity thing that these government people have. We're going to continue here. More of the crap campaign video available right now at freekeen.com. Oh. Now there's Luther standing in front of a sign that says, uh, please turn engine off, no idling, thank you. And that's right out front of City Hall as well. So, you know, the nanny state micromanagers here. Despite his best efforts to avoid the charity of others, Scott Finman was turned into an overnight millionaire. You're probably thinking, that's just one isolated incident. Well, take it from me. Tamworth is here to help everyone in need, thanks to the Tamworth Millionaire Program. He should have said, my one critique, he should have said, take it from me, Byron Kingsley. <laughs> just, it would be just a little more egoic, and uh, Byron uh, yeah, is a very egoic that character. That character's developing, so yeah. we'll get that in I next love it, time. Though. Hi, I'm Jethro, new resident of Tamworth. I bought this baby for $96,000. <laughs> Isn't it a beauty? Now, he's talking about his house, and you're seeing his yard. This is another millionaire. This is a fictional one, right? They have they Wait, they've done this to other people, though, right? This uh, wasn't just... I don't know the details on that. Uh, Scott mentioned that on the air tonight, but I'm not sure. So according to Scott, he's not the only one they've gone after with these Apparently, crazy yeah. valuations. So this is your fictional character uh, who is you know, introducing himself as, as one of the newest millionaires in town, thanks right. to the, the city council. And he's showing off his, his wonderful, beautiful uh, multi-million dollar property to us. And it looks a little run down. Uh, Look yeah. around here. All this stuff is mine. Broken fence. <laughs> so sweet. I got to thank Byron, the Citizens Realty Advisory Program, for teaching me how to use... TMP to turn this into a real fortune. All I had to do was do some protests on the way home from work. 
Now, you're, you, in that scene, it, it shows the character Jethro Jenkins uh, holding signs, things like selectmen suck and <laughs> what was the other one? No zoning. No zoning uh, and uh, spend, less, less. Spend, spend less, tax less. Now, where did you guys shoot those? Was it were you actually holding those on the side of the road uh, at any point, or was it? Uh, the, we shot that at Social Sundays. Uh, okay. Jim Johnson was uh, the Jethro character. He did a, a fantastic yeah. job. Uh, yeah, Jim Johnson was born to be Jethro. <laughs> we, yeah, oh yeah, it, it was going to be him. He or, wasn't um, doing the Jethro character. Jim Johnson <laughs> is the Jethro character. I was considering Russell Canning as well, but Jim was local, so we uh, we wrote that on the back of some beer boxes that we got from the Social Sundays bar. And uh, went out and just held them up around Keene, and then I just frame it low so that it's shooting the trees and the sky in the background. You can't really tell, can't tell where it's Keene. Yeah. But you, was he really on the side of the road? Where oh, anyone yeah, see, yeah. They, People were actually seeing those signs. Oh, yeah, then. yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> they were looking at us a little funny, but the camera's there, so they know right. it's something's up. up. Right. Yeah. All right. Now this baby is worth $1.3 million. First millionaire in a family. Won't my mama be proud? I was happy as can be, thanks to TMP and the Citizens Realty Advisory Program. And now uh, he's got his overalls on. He's walking around his property here, and what it, what is apparently his property. It's not actually, but what's interesting about this, we won't say where it was shot, uh, but it was shot in Keene. Oh yeah, and it. I mean, Keene is the big city, right? Compared to Tamworth, uh, Keene is. Ten, you mentioned ten times the size. Tamworth's got mm-hmm. like twenty five hundred people. Keene has twenty five thousand. And uh, even Keene, with all of its government agencies and big government and big taxes, even Keene, th- this property that this is being shot on is kind of ramshackle looking. Oh, yeah. Apparently, it's not a problem. Like, this, the, there's fence posts that are just busted everywhere. There's tires hanging off fence posts. <laughs> there's a dishwasher just sitting out in the open. And well, so, we staged it specifically for this to look good. I mean, the the tires aren't normally sitting on the fence. Oh, really? I thought they were. <laughs> no, <laughs> we made it look like but the you know, really junky. There. But the dishwasher, I think that's been out there for several months. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> so so uh, he's Which, actually, it's not actually a dishwasher. It's a redneck beer cooler. Right. He actually reaches in here in a moment and pulls a beer out. Time for a celebration. Jim doesn't drink beer. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. He had a couple sips, and then he went, woo, and threw it over his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> woo! Yeah. Are you Jethro Jenkins? Millionaire Jethro Jenkins. <laughs> so we have... That's... <laughs> that's Pete, by the way, from uh, LibertyOnTour.com, playing one of the cops, who I'm... actually trained as a cop oh, when yeah. he was going he to was school. He was very realistic. And and. He's... and He's standing on a box. You can't see this, but Pete's kind of a little short compared to Johnny mm-hmm. and uh, and Jim. So we put him up on a uh, mm-hmm. Apple box to raise him up and and frame him a little better. Right, because he's a big guy. Oh, Pete, he's I mean, huge. is yeah. an intimidating guy. He's well built, uh, but he is a little on the short side. Mm-hmm. And so to to bring him up because Jim is a big guy. Jim's I mean, tall, tall really tall, tall guy. Yeah. Uh, and then John Ray's the other cop. He only gets one line, but it's a pretty good one here. An eviction notice. You're gonna have to vacate your property immediately. No man, ain't right. The town government sold your property. You haven't been paying your back tax. Oh, and Pete's wearing girls' sunglasses, by the way. Yeah, they're they're uh, purple uh, <laughs> shades. They were Megs. Doesn't <laughs> <laughs> look like it to me. Right. All right, hold on, hold on. Let me get back. Let me get back. Jenkins, millionaire Jethro Jenkins. Sir, we have an eviction notice. You're gonna have to vacate your property immediately. No man, that ain't right. The town government sold your property. You haven't been paying your back taxes. What? what? This can't be right. You can't just take my property from me. That's my million dollar mansion. You can't. Sir, we're just doing our job. The town government sold sold your property for your back taxes. No way, man. You can't. Can I tase him? 
Billy, calm down. Jethro, let's not make this harder than it has to be. Hey, hey, Jethro. Guys, I'm in the middle of an interview here. Sir, who's this guy? Step back. We're about to arrest this man. We they're, can arrest you too if you like. They're taking my property. Just stay out of here. Sir, Jethro, turn let's go. Around, put come your on. Hands that was you, Sam, uh, <laughs> actually appearing in your own video here as uh, the cameraman. So you were shooting Jethro Jenkins talking about his property, and then you became a character in the in the actual right. Just by uh, you know, skit. I was supposedly in the middle of this interview, and these cops come walking in to uh, arrest him. I'm like, hey guys, I, I I'm doing something here. How, how dare you just walk on my set like that? So now they're going to arrest Jethro. Get back. I'm millionaire Jethro Jenkins, man. What the hell? All right, let's go. Come on. Oh, man. I got a date with Ivanka Trump on Wednesday. You got a date with Peanut. <laughs> Peanut likes beards. Y'all had, actually, as you mentioned, you had costumes. <laughs> I mean, the cops look like cops. So, oh, yeah. Meg made those Meg uh, made outfits. those, and uh, we bought uh, cheap, you know, um, sheriff costumes from uh, the internet for, like, 20 bucks, and then we replaced all the buttons and put the, put the flare on them. Mm-hmm. Let's continue here. Oh, by the way, Liberty Flare, is that public yet? Uh, she's, I don't know. She's working on the website. All right, we'll so. talk about that later. Anyway, continuing with the crap campaign, the third act. Wow. I'll bet you're wondering, how could I become a Tamworth millionaire? Well, here at the CRP, we're working on ways to make it easier for you to learn about the opportunities here in this beautiful New Hampshire town. We're working closely with a local website that promotes compliance with government. It's called livefreeandcomply.org. <laughs> Once at the website you'll find this easy-to-fill-out form, which can be mailed to the Tamworth office. Or simply call this number to find out how you can Pause get involved. right there. Let's give that number out over the air. 603-323-7525. Now, the town of Tamworth, I don't imagine, is open every day. Is there a right day to call that number? Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I think they may actually be open every day. Okay. I, just give them a try. You'll and, find you out. Know, see, yeah. see what you can find they out about got enough the Tamworth money. Millionaire Program. <laughs> yeah, right? All they have to do is inflate the values of their homes there, and they just collect all kinds of taxes. 603 for the town of Tamworth. Uh, if you'd like to talk to call and ask them about... Uh, what, what was it? The what Tamworth? The uh, millionaire Tamworth program. Millionaire Program. 603-323-7525. Leave a message if uh, they don't TMP answer. TMP for short. TMP. I'm Byron Kingsley with the Citizens Realty Advisory Program. Thanks, TMP. No, that was their cameo shot. That was actually Scott and his wife. Yep. The situation in Tamworth is dire. If they don't come up with revenue soon, they might take a long walk off this short porch to nowhere. So that's it. They, now this is actually uh, the the porch to nowhere, and um, I mean you can take a look at it. That's probably no larger than I mean because what a door standard door width is what twenty seven thirty uh, thirty inches three feet yeah three feet thirty six inches max. You can see maybe there's a foot on one side, a foot on the other. That's a five by five wooden platform yeah. uh, up there. Just a door to the attic or the the second story of this building. It's very strange. Anyway, please join the TMP. So it continues on here through uh, the credits. Yeah, skip through the credits. And then at the very end, there's a little bit of fun. We'll let you uh, get to the fun your own self. There's a little fun blip at the very end, which I think is uh, particularly cute. So uh, head over to uh, multiple websites. You can see this, the Crap Campaign brand new YouTube channel. Uh, go to YouTube.com slash Crap Campaign. Hit the subscribe button because there will be more crap, I'm sure, in the future uh, coming your way. <laughs> we got a lot of crap. Yeah, and the, the crap changes every time too, right? The the actual uh, initials. I mean, so you, you far might, it has. Right, yeah. you might have to repeat them eventually, but you guys have uh, actually come up with three different iterations of what crap stands for. Yep. Uh, so what else? Anything else you want to observe? Uh, anything else you want to share? We'll take some phone calls. That's it. I mean, it, this was a really a lot of fun. It's really a joy for me to be able to spend the time and get all the shots and edit this thing together. And I'm. 
I love what Scott's doing. I I think this is going to um, I, this may be a really effective way to 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 put the to really kind of it's going to tick them off certainly because oh, they're going to yeah. get a lot it's of gonna phone calls. It's going to be six million dollars next bill. It's going to. Uh, I would imagine that somewhere, how or another, this is going to. I'm going to make sure that this gets seen by the select people in my town. Yeah, and it's going to show them. Hey, look. You keep on acting like a bunch of dumb dums, and people are going to treat you like a bunch of dumb dums. Mm. Now look at these dumb dums in Tamworth. You want to be a dumb dumb? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it, it, I I think that it stands as a warning to people across to to, to, to bureaucrats across the state. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be uh, they're going to be heavily dissuaded from continuing this kind of behavior. Hope so. When, when this is one of the consequences. Let's go to your phone calls. 603-435-1105, extended edition of the program. Sam is here with us uh, from ObscuredTruth.com. Again, the crap campaign video up right now at Freekeen.com. It's the freshest post there. Also over at LiveFreeOrComply.org. And, and comply. Oh, excuse me, LiveFreeAndComply.org. Uh, so you can see it in multiple places. Let's go to the phones in the fun. Who's this? You're on the extended internet-only edition of Free Talk Live. Wheels Off Liberty Live, broadcasting from Bumfuck, Oklahoma, <laughs> live here with Mandrick, Karen, and Jamie. <laughs> All right, guys. And tonight we're talking about midgets. Should midgets get one vote or half a vote? Jamie, what do you think? They're dumb dumbs. That's prison cranial sex. Me and Mark's hard like that. He is drunk. Dumb-dumbs. <laughs> okay, you're drunk as balls. Karen, what do you think? Uh, I think midgets always get half price at everything. I mean, the midget prostitutes are only half price. No, dude, I've Come on, guys. Yeah, yeah, this, is, is, uh, this is ridiculous. In this great democracy, should they really get a full vote, or is, should two midgets equal one vote? What you guys are talking That's about is just absurd. I mean, how is a midget even going to be able to see the form? I mean, it's going to be too high for him to reach. Come on. Uh, you guys got to think about these scenarios a little better. <laughs> now, are you guys well, trying to tease really our listeners? In this show. Hey, and, uh, first of all, <laughs> I didn't know Mandrick was uh, part of Wheels Off Liberty. Now, that's pretty cool. Mandrick, how, how long have you been on the show? Approximately how long have we been on the air? About 30 seconds. There you go. I'm just going to marry my sister and it'll be official. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Now, are you calling? You, can't just, you don't just. They don't just marry him in Oklahoma. They make sweet, sweet love to him. Oh, I'll show her that I care. <laughs> hey, hey, are you guys calling a tease? Because we heard banjo music and. Ah, you know, used... banjo music's not complete without Will's Off Liberty. Yeah, it was like the siren song. You had you had to come. Uh, so now, question, guys. Question: uh, Are you trying to tease our listeners here, suggesting that you guys are going to do like a live Wheels Off Liberty or something? Dude, as soon as Not Maddox stops being so pussy whooped, we're going to do a live edition of Wheels Off Liberty. No lie, right. man. It's going to be so crazy that my little dingus is doing a little. Macarena right now. You know what, Jamie? He's so drunk right now. He was actually drinking Everclear, or not Everclear, uh, Aftershock, and he shattered the glass bottle. So he's been eating that stuff inside mixed with glass. Oh, God. (laughs) I've never heard of Aftershock. Is that an alcohol? It is a uh, cinnamon. It's got these little red crystals in it, but you got to break the bottle to eat it. So he's kind of eating a little mix of that. (laughs) Right. Let me tell y'all right now, 
I'm messed up right now. I mean, I'm hopped up on some methamphetamines. <laughs> and that George had some damn good baklava. <laughs> I've got like six pounds of it in my freezer right now. Ooh, <laughs> I haven't tried it yet. George, on after the show, yeah, we'll give you definitely. some. George, like any good Greek, just drinks Uzo. I didn't have any there, uh, though, unfortunately. No Uzo at Porkfest. So how'd you do, by the way, uh, Mandrick, over at Porkfest? I mean, did you uh, make a killing? Uh, how'd it go for you? I asked the Coke and Whores. I spent a lot. I don't know. <laughs> no, we did, we did good. Well done. Awesome. We, we did good. It was a good time. Very what cool, was guys. What seller, man? Say what now, Terry? What was that? What was your best seller? Was it the fried Oreos or the, the uh, fried Twinkies? The gyros. It's everything. Everything <laughs> went away. I mean, everything was a bestseller. We don't have anything left. So I guess that means you'll be coming back next year for uh, for another round. Oh, yeah. And this time, uh, Jamie and Mike are going to be there. You know, we were actually, we, th- we discussed this. We're going to actually, the four of us are going to get gay married up at Porkfest next year. Awesome. That's right. Stateless marriage. And we're going to use cock rings instead of rings. Are you guys yeah, doing a honeymoon together? It's going like, to be like the Mormons of gay marriage. It's like a polygamy gayness. And it's going to be great. And well. the worst part, all four of us are going to have to explain it to our wives. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll put the video up for sure. Well, Terrence Rock knows he's so gay. Since Terrence's going to be there, you're going to have to do a Please. Star Trek wedding. That is true. Uh, a Star Trek polygamous gay wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's got pointy ears, baby. That'll be it. That will be the best. Except fest for Jamie, ever. who's uh, painted up like the blue hot chick in the fuzzy bikini. That's going to be when the uh, the pork fest jumps the shark. When we actually have. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, guys. Can I interrupt this conversation real quick, guys? No. <laughs> no, I just, I just have to tell y'all right now, I'm drunker than Cooter Brown. That's like Cooter Oklahoma Brown. for real drunk. I got unless you. Unless you didn't know that. I didn't. I had no idea. I'd never heard of uh, Cooter Brown before. It sounds pretty Cooter nasty. Cooter Brown was an old drunk man, and legend has it, in 1874, he kicked Thomas Jefferson right in the nuts <laughs> and said, you're not going to write the Old Testament this way, Thomas Jefferson. In what year? And he hung up the <laughs> Listen to this crap. Just let him ramble on. <laughs> what year was that, Jamie? <laughs> I think it was 1918. <laughs> he was on the boat with Columbus, right? And Helen oh Keller? God. It was right there in the Old Depression that our forefathers taught us about. Mm. I'm a history buff. <laughs> you sound like <laughs> it. <laughs> At least you paid attention in Aaron history class. Does have four fathers. That's the sad part. So, uh, so you boys are actually recording this, your show right now. We're doing a little experimental radio with like a double show recording going on at the exact same time. Actually, we recorded a you we recorded thirty minutes of absolute nonsense earlier. Well, we isn't that pretty much what your show is? <laughs> maybe the ducks taste better with the BP oil on them. I don't know. Oh, man. <laughs> be juicier. Hey, boys, have a good show. We'll let you get back to it. We're going to get to some other calls here on our show. We'll talk to you all later. See you, guys. Good night. Wheels Thanks off Liberty. Yep, wheelsoffliberty.com. Good stuff <laughs> over there. Thanks for listening. <laughs> uh, like we have that choice. It just tickles the crap out of me. I love it. I think it'll be great when they're over at. Uh, they were. I think they were one of the uh, the missing links from Porkfest this year. We definitely uh, look forward to seeing them out there mm-hmm. next year. Let's continue here. Your calls for uh, 603-435-1105. 603-435-1105. Doing the extended internet only edition of Free Talk Live. Oops, <laughs> you there still? Uh, yeah, <laughs> a little bit more mundane. 
Um, you guys are obviously from the south. You don't know where that porch to nowhere is or what it is. Um, no, we don't. Yeah, what is that? <laughs> I was told, because I'm also from the south, <laughs> and I had to ask, uh, I saw something very similar to that in uh, Littleton. And I, my brother and I were both speculating about what it is. An old guy came up and said that when it snows and there's 30 feet of snow on the ground, that that's the only way to get out of houses. You know, uh, I think I, I'll buy that in Colorado. I'm not going to buy not that in New in Hampshire. New Hampshire. Um, uh, I, you know, I've, uh, I built my house in the snowiest winter that New Hampshire's had in 139 years, and the snow never got more than four, three or four feet deep. Yeah, um, and you. But then again, Mark, you aren't up north. I mean, maybe it gets yeah, a little they're deep further up, north. up, a couple hours north. Uh, of yeah, here. I suppose well, it you, can make you, a difference. You have- you have to learn to build your house in a in a giant snow drift, I guess. Or, I, know, I guess. I mean, you have to you have to predict where the drifts will be. <laughs> I don't know. It seems anyway, a little. It seems unbelievable. I mean, this thing is pretty high up there. But it's cute. I really like the the whole porch of nowhere. That was very well done. That I might be that. just the thing that they tell Southerners to, and they get a belly laugh <laughs> out of it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, rubes. Well, having, you know, being born in Florida and growing up in Louisiana and South Carolina, we don't get anything like that. So. Uh, yeah, but I thought it was as uh, as uh, reasonable an explanation as anything else I've heard. But oh, thanks Mark, for the uh, thanks for the heads up. Anything else you want to share? Uh, no, that's it. Thanks. Appreciate it. Six zero three four three five eleven zero five. About to wrap up this uh, extended edition of Free Talk Live here. Uh, anything else you gents want to get out on the airwaves tonight? Not me. I think that was. Uh, I'm glad the wheels off Liberty guys called. They're they're pretty funny. They are a barrel of laughs. I tell you. And I, I we've been talking with them, and obviously we broke the news here tonight when I asked them about it. But I've been talking with them about bringing them live and, and getting them uh, live on Liberty Radio Network at LRN.FM because I think that'd be a lot of fun. I think it'd be fun to have those guys live. They you know they pre produce their shows for podcasts now, and it'd be fun to have them open up some phones and and that kind of thing. So we're going to work on that. I can't promise you when it's going to happen. It's all up to they them. Are, they are alcoholics after yeah, all. I mean, they, what can you do? Like he said, you know, they got to get their shit together before it's going to happen. We can handle it here. It's just a matter of them putting their program together and getting their technical stuff in line uh, on their side. So really, it's a matter of time and a little bit of money. And so if you haven't joined their homo program, maybe you should do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's called, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's homo program. What's it stand for? Help our... our- Marketing, marketing objectives. <laughs> I just think they're so funny. Yeah, yeah they are. Uh, I think they're probably the some of the most talented uh, broadcasters in the uh, the Liberty Movement. I mean, the real talent. Unlike this show, we we just you know, rely on news stories and all that. All right, so uh, yeah, that about wraps it up. Uh, head on over to Sam's website, obscuredtruth.com. Well, Sam, now that you've wrapped this up, let's talk a little bit more about what you're up to right now. I mean, you've got sure. uh, a bevy of footage out there. There's so much that you can choose from, and I know that we just had a new activist move in town, Wes, who has been uh, interested in helping you out, maybe editing some of the m- just multitudinous amounts of footage uh, that you have to to cut together into things that you've taken over the, the past couple of years. Now that crap campaign is uh, is is done, uh, you've been working on that pretty hard, and and because you were hired to, right? Now you've got your back out into uh, the world of obscured truth. Yeah, I wanna, what's coming up? I want to get something out to uh, OTN. Um, we're also working on uh, Mark Stevens. He did an eight-hour or a six or seven-hour uh, seminar where he walked through his whole philosophy of ventures in legal land, and um, we're going to turn that into a DVD that people can purchase. We might release it on the internet. We're kind of debating that. He's he's open to that idea. I'm open to the idea. We're just I haven't made a decision yet. 
then we also <clears throat> shot uh, Soapbox Idol and mm-hmm. had the crane out and everything. Got some really great footage. I took the time to properly light everything for Porkfest, as well as some of the bands. So I think what I'll the do last is... Last year, Soapbox Idol looked like ass because it was oh, just yeah. somebody that happened to have like a quick cam or something, and they held up their BlackBerry, <laughs> and it looked horrible. This year, you've got your HD cams there, and it's really right. going to be sharp. So, and I, I'll probably take uh, maybe one or two of the bands uh, that played that are recorded and uh, put some of their songs out. So it's kind of, it'll be kind of a music, live music video style. I like Josh Noon. Josh yeah, Noon. Me too. Love those guys. All right. We're out of time. Uh, go to obscuredtruth.com. Subscribe to Sam's channel. Don't forget the Crap Campaign channel. Uh, YouTube.com slash Crap Campaign for the brand new video. You can. And- and call Tamworth, send in these forms, consider taking action, uh, get in touch with these guys because, hey, you could be a millionaire, folks. Yep. I love how that uh, that's an aspect of this video because normally when you just watch a video, you just watch the video and that's it. This one you can actually interact with. You can actually do something else besides just watch a video. You can actually send that form in and bother those bureaucrats Monkey just wrench. a little bit, just a little bit. Uh, so, hey, thanks, guys, for sticking around a little extra time. We're going to return you to, uh, if you're on the FTL stream, you'll get uh, FTL in progress. And then Liberty Radio Network's podcast loop kicks off in moments. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance. Or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.